Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Dr. Zahn. <laughs> Dr. Zahn, the monkey man. Gorilla Grodd Zahn is here, daddy-o. <sighs> I am between long work shifts, but we're still powering through to bring your ear holes some entertainment, whether you like it or not. Uh, this week, our uh, double feature is chosen by Good James. Ding! Um... He chose for us a Sleazy Defoe double feature. And, you know, there's a lot more similarities to this movie than just a Sleazy Defoe. But yeah. uh, we have uh, 1982's The Loveless, and, uh, starring Willem Defoe, and 1990's Wild at Heart, starring Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern, and with a really fucking gross Bobby Peru, Willem Defoe. <laughs> We'll get to those shortly. Zom, how was your week, sir? Your six days. Um. Well, it's been a it's been a sort of okay. I mean, it's um, um, we've been having severe weather fluctuation. Yeah, felt like the fucking roof was gonna blow off the house today. We had a yeah. It was like I had to when I drove home at eleven last night. It was fucking like I've got. I drive a toaster, basically, just a big box with four wheels, and uh, <laughs> it was like I had to have both hands firmly on the wheel because it was <laughs> whipping me back and forth on the highway. Mm. It's um, it, yeah, it was like it got up to like sixty plus degrees and mm. then plummeted to under like thirty or something. But I don't care because I mean, you know, I came inside. I thought about going out um, uh, sometime this evening. Uh, just to get out out of the house, which generally, since I don't want to go somewhere where there's lots of people, has me just driving somewhere and going through a drive through uh, getting food and then driving, listening to a podcast home while I eat the food. And um, I'm trying to not eat and eat, so I just cook some flounder and uh, eh, it's all right. It put this uh, gluten-free stuff on it that's uh, for fish, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like uh, to make it, uh, you know, whatever. And man, that shit's kind of spicy. Little, <laughs> little, little heat there, but it was good. But uh, it's, it. I, I'm sensing that it might be wreaking havoc with my my gizzards. <laughs> the innards are gonna suffer. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty pretty week for me. You know, nothing special. Watched some movies and went to work and mm-hmm. same old shit. So, <laughs> yeah. like every week's the same. I it mean, is. you know, I mean, like we just change the movies. It is. It's just a fucking just. It's a rut and a half right now, and I need a fucking yeah. change, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, sex change. Oh God, again. Um. So, what have you been watching this week? Um. Let's see. Not a lot. Because there's some stuff that has interfered with what I'm supposed to be doing, which is watching movies. But um, let me just run down the list mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. some of some telev- or movies. Uh, I watched um, – I forgot to say this last week because I think I watched it right before the shoe. And it's 1985's uh, Lawrence Kasdan Western Silverado mm-hmm. starring Scott Glenn, Kevin Klein. Uh, Danny Glover, uh, John Cleese, who was pretty funny in it. As you can tell, as you can probably tell, I am not from around these parts. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, no shit. Uh, good movie. Uh, Brian Denny, he's a real good butthole in it. And Jeff Fay, he's a good butthole. Um, <laughs> I was talking tonight psychic. about how much I love the word butthole. It's a funny butthole. word. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, uh. The shoe fits of it. Uh, Scott Glenn, this was, um, you know, he was the goddamn star and the hero and everything. I mean, Klein was sort of, but I mean, he was the Captain America. Uh, what's his name? Scott Glenn was the Captain America guy. Right. I would say that Kevin Klein was Tony Stark. Danny Glover was the black guy. Um, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I thought maybe that uh, you were offended by that racist comment. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. It was, uh, it was intentional <laughs> for laughs. It wasn't me being a racist. Oh, I like Danny Glover. Spe- like yeah, speaking of which, I, I said to my wife this week with a movie that I saw, and I'll, I can go ahead and spoil the movie, but I, we saw Flight. But I was like, you know, there was a time when people said if you needed a, an older black actor, Danny you, go, you go Morgan Freeman, Danny Glover. If you need the young, you go Denzel. Fucking Denzel's looking like Danny Glover these days. Yeah, he's old. He's I don't old. know. Who's, who's the new young guy, the, the new Denzel? Mm. The go-to. Because he's like dad age now. Fuck. I mean, he might be like granddad age for all I know. Jamie Foxx. Oh, you might be right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. I just said it because of Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, 1980s the Michael Apted uh, directed film called Coal Miner's Daughter with uh, Ceci and Tommy Lee Jones. Those two in this fucking movie are so good. It is... Great. It's just fucking awesome. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've always loved the movie. Uh, even if you don't like country music, it really you don't really even have to. Because just those two uh, together, it's just fantastic. And Sissy won an Academy Award for that one. Uh, I watched a movie called The Nickel Ride, uh, directed by Robert Mulligan, 1974. As you can see, since I had enough time, I'm very... I'm much more well prepared uh, with my dates and directors. Uh, this stars Jason Miller and uh, Bryn's uh, best friend, Bo Hopkins. This is a fucking hidden gem, dude. I'm telling you. No shit. About it. it is very, very fucking good. I cannot believe that I had never heard of it. And um, I got it in, uh, I bought it on Amazon, and it's a double feature disc um, with a Frankenheimer movie. Uh, one hundred, oh, I can't ninety nine point something, one hundred percent dead or something. I've seen that one too. It's uh, that's the one with Chuck Connors where he has a 
mechanical hand and he'll put like a dildo on for a hand or an Uzi or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty, it's funny, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's not great. I don't like Frankenheimer, but the nickel ride is fucking awesome. Uh, watched 1981 Bruce Malmuth. This movie stars as Stallone, <laughs> Billy D. Williams, and Rutger Hauer as Wolfgar, and it's called Nighthawks. This is a goddamn good movie, I and like it's on one. Comcast Free Instant, so you can watch it on there if you have Comcast. I ain't got no Comcast. Uh, oh, I want my daddy's records. Uh, that was Bubba from Sanford Sun. Uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was uh, 2012's Lee Daniels film. Paperboy. Ooh, okay. I, I can talk, talk about this too because this is also one I watched this week. Nicole Kidman, uh, oh, oh, Matthew gracious. McConaughey, Macy Gray, Zac Efron, and John Cusack. Uh, do we want to talk about it now? Sure. Okay. Um, this movie, uh, the only thing I knew about it was that Nicole Kidman, I saw a bunch of pictures where she's really hot. And I think they said that, you know, I had heard that she had some sex scenes and maybe pissed on somebody or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. 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 So I watched the movie and um, God damn, I'm telling you what, it's it's about as sleazy as sleazy <laughs> can get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it rivals just about any movie I've ever seen as far as sleazy goes. Um, there are things that happen in it that I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and um, I thought it was good. I I really liked it. Um, there was some of the camera technique, um, you know, it's just uh, for artistic purposes, where the camera would go so goddamn blurry that you're just, you know, you're like, what, you know? I mean, yeah. but it, I know why. I mean, you know, it's just uh, a feel and and you know, stylistic choice. Stylistic or... choice. Uh, but I really liked it. What did you think? I thought it was good too. Um, it it. it it started to feel its length after a little while. I felt like mm-hmm. it could have been a little pacier, but it, it, it I mean, it's probably done intentionally to keep well, it feeling like a... Well, the part where Quentin Tarantino shows up with an Australian accent was stupid. God, they really could have left that out. I mean, <laughs> fucking dynamite, really? Um, they, um... <laughs> but if, uh... And, and I probably, I know why they probably did it. It's just to keep it feeling like, 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 you know, a summer day in the South, just like, yeah. bleh, you know? Yeah. And um, Sweaty fucking Bruce. Efron and his tidy whities like the yeah. half damn movie. I, I liked his relationship with Macy Gray. I was surprised. Yeah, I've, I not, I've not seen her in any movies before. I, um, I've seen her in stuff before. I haven't seen her in anything lately. Okay. And um, but um, I thought she was excellent. And I yeah. think that people focus so much on Kidman, you know, being hot and doing all this kind of nasty sex stuff and. Either that or McConaughey or whatever, but I, I thought she yeah. was excellent. And, and Cusack, I was really surprised by. Yeah. I, don't think I don't think I've ever seen him be so fucking gross. Like he was just a mess. <laughs> That's probably how he is in real life. All the other <laughs> stuff was fake. <laughs> he just came in like one day, like his hair is all muscled and muscled, all of all uh, a must, and uh, and <laughs> they're like, dude, we need you to play a part really quick. Uh, what the fuck you doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was disgusting. Um, and uh, the uh, the telekinetic sex scene was pretty great. <laughs> and Fuck! I fucking loved. How... Can you imagine sitting there while that was going on? 
Well, it's it was so trashy, but I loved how McConaughey like got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say nothing. Um, it was it was that was um, it's surprising. That was a good movie. I, I didn't think I didn't know what to expect from it. I just I knew either. that that uh, Chris had championed it a little bit on the Gentleman's Guide group. Um, but it didn't well, have it, doesn't have great reviews and stuff. It's done by the guy that did um, uh, Precious, so maybe we do need to review Precious after all. Yeah, I uh, Precious and Jaws. Um, I never, <laughs> I never, I didn't know anything about it, and I watched this interview with Macy Gray, and mm-hmm. she said that the the actual movie was actually even sleazier than the book or whatever. So it, I believe it. I'll talk with some sleazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the um, Jakey McLarge Huge, um, um, I'm some here time. Some here time. Sometime in the near future, uh, I will be on podcast about Anna and humanity. Uh, and um, he mentioned some movies. Uh, you know, said okay. Here's like six or seven movies. Which one do you want to? review Mm -hmm. so i looked up all of them and um you know they were all they all look good so even though we picked something else um i watched uh i want to watch all of them and the first one at the top of the list was 2001's uh toshiaki uh toyota uh his movie uh blue spring Mm -hmm. um this to me and i told jake this it's almost uh, and i know it probably has you know there's i'm just saying this myself it it almost seems like it would be the prequel to battle royal you know when they bring the bad kids to put them on the island well this shows how fucking bad the bad kids are when they're in school and shit it was it was good but it was oh there's if you don't like heights uh there's a a couple of scenes in it that make you kind of made me kind of queasy um i watched 2011's um peter I I really wrote this really shitty, so I think it says Cham. Uh, It's Donnie Yen in uh, Dragon. This was very good. Uh, I got it on iTunes, uh, rented it, um, and I didn't know what it was. And from the poster, um, it's Donnie Yen and this other guy, and I can't remember what his name is. But the other guy kind of has what looks to be almost like a fedora on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was going to be like maybe either from World War II to, to now. But it actually takes place back in the – I don't know how far back, but uh, – Something Japan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good though. It really is, and uh, and for some reason, I I have seen Yip Man and Yip Man Two, but uh, when I was watching it, I was like, "Who the fuck's that guy?" I know I've seen it before somewhere. It was Donnie Yen, anyway. But it's really good if you get a chance to watch it. Will said it was uh, like his number thirty in his top thirty oh. for 2011. Um, I watched 2006. Um, Second in Command, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Simon Fellows. Uh, this is a Jean-Claude Van Damme straight to DVD. It's all right. It's not great. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, right down the middle. Um, when Compared to some of the other ones that I've watched that I really liked here lately, this one was okay, but it, it just wasn't anything special. Mm-hmm. He is a um, 
a Navy SEAL, and he's brought over to this country by our embassy because uh, the this uh, faction of rebels is trying to overthrow uh, the president of the country, and it's his job to protect him. It's okay. It's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hologram on the box art is really cool, and I bought it at Horror Hound, so Horror that's why I bought it because it has a hologram on it. I watched uh, 1936, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Secret Agent with a super-duper young John Gilgood and Robert Young, who was uh, Father Knows Best mm-hmm. TV show. And they're both so young that it's almost hard to recognize them because when I have seen Gilgood or even Robert Young, even on that show was back in the like probably mid to late 60s, uh, Father Knows Best. I mean, he was old then, but man, he looks like he's about – 20, you know, five in this thing, but it's good. Uh, I have a, um, um, I guess it's a box set. It's a, it has, it's a Alfred Hitchcock's, a collection of Alfred Hitchcock early movies. And I'd say there's probably about, I don't know, four or five on each disc. Uh, so I, I had never even opened it. So I thought, well, I'm going to throw it in while I ride the gazelle. <laughs> um, Peter um, Peter Laurie's in it too, and he's just the Justin Oberholzer of the of the movie. <laughs> he's good though; he's funny because I mean, he's so I don't know, just Peter Laurie. Uh, watched uh, 1965 Sergio Leone's for a few dollars more. Never heard of it with uh, Lee Van Cleef, Clant Eastwood, and uh, Gian uh, Gian uh, Maria Volante, who plays. I don't know if he plays India or not. Yeah, India. Yeah, I can't get I get him mixed up with the other. Or was it India? I don't know. Who gives a shit? Anyway, this is a fucking good movie. Klaus Kinski, the child molesters in it. I love when uh, Lee Van Cleef lights his match on his hump. Got some great faces in this fucking movie. And Van Cleef, to me, he fucking rules the goddamn movie. He, I mean, even more than Clint as Douglas Mortimer. I watched... Uh, a documentary recommended by Le Samurai, the Kentucky wild beast. Uh, it's called uh, <laughs> It was like fucking Sasquatch plodding through the woods <laughs> with some PBR and uh, I don't know what. Anyway, why am I hit? Why am I bashing on Sam? I don't know. Um, what I'm did not he do? bashing Sam. I love Sam. Um, it's called The Imposter, um, directed by Bart Layton. Uh, this movie is good. Uh, like I said, documentary. It has uh, some reenactments in it and everything. But um, basically, a young boy goes missing in America. And uh, I don't know, it was like four or five years later or something like that. Um, they, the parents get a call from Spain, uh, from the police saying, uh, we, have, we found your son over here. And uh, it's good. It's a fucking good movie. And oh, Jesus Christ, I, I don't know. See that? Yeah, just watch it. It's it's. Uh, I don't want to give. I mean, I know Sammy talked about it on Gentleman's Guide, mm-hmm. but uh, it's uh, it's got some creepy shit on it. Um, hmm. Now, one of the reasons that I didn't get to watch as much is because while riding the gazelle, I was watching The West Wing with Martin Sheen, <laughs> um, which Jake McLarge huge uh, sent my way. Um, and I have uh, I finished um, the book that uh, Bernie sent, uh, the re- the wrestling by Simon Garfield, the hilarious true story of Britain's last uh, uh, great superheroes. And because I w- read finished reading that, I started looking up wrestling um, 
videos on YouTube of um, King Kendo Nagasaki <laughs> and his manager, Gorgeous George, uh, Mark Rollerball, uh, Rocco, Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, and a bunch of other guys. And uh, I'm really fucking obsessed with uh, uh, Kendo Nagasaki right now. <laughs> so I'm looking up everything I can about him, but the fucker never speaks. Even if he does an interview now, they'll set up some big elaborate interview and he'll come and just sit there while, and he'll have a manager sit there and nice. talk. So, I mean, he carries on that fucking persona even today, I guess. Um, and I watched a lot of hockey. And uh, even though they had a lockout for a real long time and I couldn't wait for hockey to start, I have found that uh, out of seven games, uh, my team, the Philadelphia Flyers, have lost five. Nice. And they, they, I mean, they suck. They fucking suck. <laughs> and it's really fucking disheartening. Oh. Uh, but we have been getting a lot more games because we, uh, I guess, um, we have Versus, and then uh, NBC has this channel called NBC Sports, and they show hockey all the time. And I even watched a college hockey game, which was Cornell versus Yale, mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome. They were <laughs> fucking knocking the shit out of each other. It was fun. That's about it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it was, you know, didn't watch a lot of movies. I thought about going to the theater, but, you know, I went to the that theater. means you have to leave the house. Well, uh, the... Uh the Hurricanes are doing a little bit better. They've only played five games, and they're about they're two and three, so they're right in the, right in the middle. At least the at least the Capitals are underneath them. So, <laughs> um, the so <clears throat> I watched. So I did. I, I continued my uh, my 2012 cram, um, and I got to see Cloud Atlas. Um, when people say this movie is three hours, they are not joking. It is definitely, it feels its entire three hours. I'm very torn on this movie. Who's the um, star of the motherfucker? Is that Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, Holly Berry, uh, Jim Broadbent is in it, Hugo Weaving, and they all of them play like six roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even, even there's a, there's a lady named Duna Bay. I believe she's Chinese or Vietnamese or something, but... She is so like they put so much makeup on her. She really only looks Asian once. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but th- this is based on a book, and the book goes in the book. I believe goes in chronological order. This jumps a lot. Now, there's parts of this that I find beautiful, and there's parts of it that I'm just not sure about. And when I say not sure, I don't mean like I didn't understand it. I pretty much I understand how it all weaves together, and right. that's really what it is: is a weaving together of lots of stories and how Hugo weaving together. Yes, it's a Hugo weaving of stories and how they will, how like an action now can affect something many many years from now, maybe even in a different life. And that's kind is of the, the point. butterfly effect. Uh, not kind of not not so much like. There's a story that takes place in the 1800s with it starts on a on a plantation and the guy's going back across the ocean to go back to take a like a a contract mm-hmm. uh, for slavery back to England or whatever and on his way there writes a journal. Then there's another one that takes place in like 1939 and there's a character that is reading that journal but only has half of it. The book has been like kind of destroyed a little bit. And it's stuff like that. And then there's just, the Cloud Atlas is a is a theme that goes through everybody. That's either a piece of music. It's something in every person's thing. There's a, you know, somebody's writing a piece of music called the cloud Atlas. And then far in the future, there's like a, a, sta- a satellite dish station called cloud Atlas. And you know, they don't know why it's called that and that kind of thing. It's, 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 
it's really it's a really amazing movie to look at. My biggest problem with it is that now this is directed by Tom um, T- Tickwer. T- I don't know how to pronounce his name. He directed Ronola Run, I think, and the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. So visually, it's great. My my biggest problem with it, and I don't know if it's the way it's edited, written, or what. You, I, I didn't. You don't. I don't. I didn't find myself getting attached to any of the characters. I loved. Mm. I loved the overall, like the way it all worked together. And honestly, it'll probably be in my top thirty because of that. I just wish that I cared more about each individual's story. And all the stories are kind of interesting, but I, you know, I didn't feel tied to any of them. Um, it's 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 at the very least it's a it's a tremendous undertaking hugo weaving is is great in it because he plays this like weird looking like zombie god in one part of it and he plays like a kind of a corporate assassin in one part and he's good um mm-hmm. i mean and i mean everybody's fine so um but it's worth checking out um it's it's interesting to say the least um oh and hugh grant's in it he has a lot of weird crazy looking makeup too mm. um, never liked him he's he's not well, I guess he. You could see his personality. He's not like, he's not like, uh, like you, you he's can't. not Hugh. He's not Hugh Grant in it. Right, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> not rom com Hugh Grant. Um, then I watched. I watched uh, All Cops Are Bastards. This was on the recommendation of the Lodge one. Um, <sighs> this is directed by Stefano Salima, the uh, uh, the son of Sergio, I believe Salima, who did uh, a few. Well, maybe quite a few spaghetti westerns. They, uh, the gentleman just reviewed one recently. Um, this is a um, about a group of riot cops. Um, I don't. It's it's weird. After I saw it, I was like, I can't remember ever seeing a cop film and not see ever seeing a pistol. Like, there's no gunfire in this movie at all. Um, because the, the riot cops use batons and shields and stuff. Right. Um. So it's really just them, and they're kind of like. It's it's a really interesting take on it because they're kind of becoming, you know, because of their job, kind of just disenchanted with humanity in general, and they're just losing their touch on. What they ought to fucking to, do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, fucking a. And um, it's it's good. Probably it might be in my top thirty. I'm not sure. Um, but it's uh, it's worth de- definitely worth seeing. The performance is really good, and as I said on the Facebook group, uh, a, a cop movie with a fucking. Uh, Joy Division song in the soundtrack. It's going to be already on my radar. So one you of you love Joy Division. I do. Um, let's see. I watch love Joy Division. <laughs> After porn ends with the misses, the documentary. Mm. Um, it was all right. Um, the end was kind of sad when I found out some. I, you know, when you find right. out that fucking what's his name, John Leslie died. I didn't know that. Um, but a lot of these I feel people. sorry for Randy West. Oh my just god! Just because, yes. um, he just like he just, I, he just I wants post, to have a normal life. He seemed kind of thick, like almost like kind of like a jock kind of guy because he's standing there flexing his muscles and shit. <laughs> but he just seemed kind of lonely, you know, especially yeah. when he was talking about the girls that he met and how it this could have happened or that could have happened, yeah, and you know. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, man. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but man, some of those girls. I mean, like, uh, what's her name? Asia Carrera that lives out in Utah. Mm-hmm. Even though she's gained a little bit of weight, she's a mom and everything. She still looked good. Yeah. Some of the that like Amber Lynn looked like somebody beat her oh, face. Some of them looked just uh, awful. Houston looks like a plastic surgery nightmare, and I feel sorry for saying that just because 
you know, she's had cancer and stuff like that. But boy, I mean, well, she didn't have cancer in her face. She well, I know, have- but I I remember when she was on Stern, mm-hmm. and uh, that was when she first started. And she even she had she's you know thin like her body, but she's got like the big boobs. Um, and she was really hot. And then every time she was on his show, she'd get a little bit more plastic surgery. Mm. And he was like, he was telling her, he was like. Please don't get you know you don't need any more you don't need and oh she looks bad I can imagine my mom because you know, they showed her with her daughter and yeah you know, I don't know I feel sorry for people like that. there's something there's something fucked up with someone who is in porn anyway but for someone to that that does that plastic surgery shit like that ugh, oh, yeah, they yeah. have to have something uh, t- definitely wrong with them you know who my favorite one probably was was uh Nina Hartley was pretty funny but the um. Million, what was her name? Oh, Tiffany Million. She, she had a TV show. She's a bounty hunter. What? I, as I was watching that, I, I turned to my wife and I was like, "Man, she is funny." Like, I would never have guessed that she would be a porn star. She's so right. like, she just seems so down to earth and like. She, she. They said like people would come up to her and say, "Hey, you're Tiffany Million," and she and she's like, "No, I'm not." That was like a character. That would be like if you walked up to John Wayne and said, "Hey, you're Rooster Cogburn." Hey, Rooster Cogburn, sign this. <laughs> And she seems really down to earth. Yeah, she really had her head on straight, it seemed like. So. But I guess, I don't know what channel it was on, but you know, when Dog the Bounty Hunter was out and mm-hmm. all you know, that, that shit, on some channel, she had a show and she's a female bounty hunter. Yeah, she's like, yeah. uh, you know, but, uh, and, and, and like naturally, with no makeup on or anything, she, I thought she was still very attractive. Yeah, she was, she was I liked her. She was cool. Um, it was a pretty good documentary. And uh, another documentary that... <laughs> oh, Ron Jeremy, by the way, is in uh, like critical condition. Uh-oh. What happened? Yeah, somebody came up to me at work the other night and said, hey, guess what? And I'm like, what? And he said, Ron Jeremy almost died. What the fuck I'm happened? I'm like, dude, Do you have a what? heart attack or something? Huh? Do you have a heart attack or something? I can't remember. I, I, I you know, he's giant and fat. Yeah. Oh, God. The fat um, heads. You Go saw, so you saw Searching for Sugar Man, right? Yes. Okay. Sugar Man. So, you didn't Brit, like it? No, I, I I liked it, and I would have liked it more if Brit hadn't kind Wouldn't of like dropped the bomb. Oh my god, I didn't I didn't need to know that. Yeah, and now all I did after he told me, and I'm not going to say it on here, but after he told me, after he said what he did, I watched it through a different filter the entire movie, and I was like, now I, why would they say that? Or you no, know, and it, I, and I wish I didn't know it because I would have enjoyed it more. It just kind of shows you. Um, I'm trying to think what documentary we were the, the one uh, like waiting for Superman or whatever about the school, mm-hmm. um, you know, P, uh, kids, inner city kids going, to, you know, these schools and like some lottery or whatever. And you know, everybody that I know that saw that was just it was just gut wrenching, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's so horrible!" Yeah, that was, on then, my, that was on my top list that year. Yeah, that I saw it 2011. But I then if you read about who put out that movie and who financed it and shit, it was this. This this group or company or I can't remember what it was. This right wing deal. Oh God, you're going to tell me it's somebody that has this like stake in getting rid of teachers yes, unions. Oh, yes, one hundred percent. And so that's what I was saying is a movie. Yes, it pulled, it tugged at your heartstrings and it made good points and everything. But never let one th- one source um, tell you this is this because like if you see something like that. Then, especially if it's something political or something, go and research it and find out some things about it. Because when they're wrenching at your heartstrings like that, it's easy to manipulate you into believing 
their side, right? What they're presenting, and that may not always be um, most mostly with this. You one, may be being manipulated. <laughs> mostly with this one, it's some things that people said near say right. near the end of it, where I'm like, now why would they? Well, you know? the thing is, is one thing you always have to keep in mind with. Doc and and Sammy and Will were the I think I don't know actually I think it was more uh, no yeah you know, I mean Sammy and Will are great whatever but the documentary uh, blog podcast or whatever mm-hmm. uh, where they just cover nothing but documentaries and I wish they would you know they haven't done one in a long time but they the, I really enjoyed their show all they talked about was documentaries is people for some reason tend to or I know why but they tend to believe that when they're watching a documentary. They are being presented facts, and this mm-hmm. is, and that's, and that's it. A documentary is still a movie, and it's still, when, in not, some ways, for entertainment, and still has a point of yeah. view or whatever. And so, I, know, I, mean, I know, I know why this one was done this way because yeah, oh, it was, was great because it was done that way. Well, and it because it's less a story of Rodriguez and more a story of South Africa, right? Yeah, yeah, and. Adding that other, while would have been more intellectually honest, kind of interfered with the South Africa story a little bit. Right, right. I agree. I, but, I, I, I but wish I didn't know it before. For pure entertainment, I, saw it. I was like, I mean, no, yeah. When I got, it didn't make me. I mean, I wanted to go out and get this, get this guy's music, and mm-hmm. put it on my, you know, iPod. And not only that, but then, you know, I was like, man, this is really cool. Because for me, it almost was like you used to always hear the stories, you know, the the fantasy thing of, you know, Elvis isn't really dead, and like Bubba Hotep or something like that, or Jim Morrison's not really dead. And this was almost like, okay, the guy was a uh, was a never was been, but for me, it was uh, for for those people in these other countries. It would be almost like for us if tomorrow Elvis or Jim Morrison or whoever just showed up yeah. and 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 played the you know like five huge concerts and then just you know but so I mean yeah, I, was, I, was, I still enjoyed it yeah, for, I did for too. pure entertainment. I did too. Know. It was really good. Um so let's see. I watched another documentary, uh three in a row. Uh the Bones Brigade. This is another twenty twelve. This is about the Bones Brigade. Um, What's that? I don't even know what that the, is. Uh, a group of um, they competed uh, skateboarding back in the eighties. Oh yeah, um, Tony, uh, not Tony Alva. Who was in that? Uh, St- Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was one of them. Uh, uh, Christian Asoy, I don't think was yeah. in there. Mike McGill, Lance something, Lance uh, Mountain, Lance Mountain, yeah, Rodney something. They, uh, Stacey Peralta was the kind of like the head of them. He was a little <laughs> older. Um. That I hope is. Ga- uh, Mark Gator Rogowski wasn't. <laughs> Do you know about him? Uh-uh. Uh uh. Uh, get a documentary called Gator. Uh huh. Um, he was uh, involved in that time, and I mean Tony Hawk and all these guys are in it. Um, it's good. Just uh, just okay. believe me, and it's not a good. Uh, put it this way: he is just watch, just find okay. him watch. <laughs> Ask Sammy too. I mean, he liked it. It's, uh, uh, yeah, whatever. This is this is. I was worried going into this because <laughs> I was I was never into what. I think oh. you know how I said my stomach was really hurting. Oh, you said pew. Okay, <laughs> I did. Oh, it's hurting. Um, I I was never into skateboarding really much at all. Me neither. And now and and I and I I was thinking as I was watching this why I was really never into skateboarding. I fucking lived out in the country. There was nowhere to yeah. skateboard at all. I didn't have friends that did it. We had skateboards where we took 
uh, the wheels off of our roller skates. They had these roller <laughs> skates that you put on your – you actually just wore your shoes mm-hmm. and had a key. And they were made of like cast iron. The wheels were metal and everything. And you would put them on your shoes and then you tighten that key and it would hold it to yeah, your yeah, shoes. Yeah. So we took the, you'd take the wheels, make a piece of wood – <laughs> and you know we made our own skate. That was before they had the you know the yeah. real nice ones that you bought. Um, that was Jan and Dean days. <laughs> I was so I was worried watching this that not being into skating that I wouldn't really be into it. But it's still it's still a really good documentary. Yeah. I think. Have you seen this one? No, but oh, I, that's I, right. I you didn't know, you didn't recognize the gator it. thing. And uh, yeah. uh, I I saw one about uh, Christian Hasoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of got in some trouble too. It's just, I mean, it's with with some of these documentaries about skateboarders and stuff. It, you don't have to be a fan of skateboarding or even know. I didn't know who any of these guys were except Tony Hawk okay. and even that Gator guy. But the it's that's just what they did. Yeah, and well, it's part of their life story. But it's more like a you know uh, about about just them and the kind of people they are and you know their trials you know they they maybe become really famous and then hit the skids and sure. whatever drugs or whatever check, fame and blah check, blah blah check this one out it's on instant um uh, it's it's almost it's almost 2 hours long but it's um you know it's paced well and everything but it uh i'll tell you the the part the the person i found the most interesting who i really knew nothing about was the um the Rodney Mullen guy uh-huh. uh, from Florida. The, he did like freestyle skating, not the not the half pipe stuff. And watching him do his thing was fucking beautiful at times. And it was like that's like that was you know like you were saying that was his life. And his dad kept trying to fucking take it away from him and stuff. And it's mm. it's it's. it's good. I hate you, Dad. Yeah, fuck you, Dad. Um, let's see. I watched as I said. I went to the theater and watched Flight. Um, so this is a, is a Robert Zemeckis film. So obviously it's not going to work for everybody because this is you know he makes the movies for the masses. Um, now this film is probably I'd say it's is the most like adult film that I can remember that he's directed. Um, he uh, I mean it starts off and the fucking the the he you know Denzel's banging a one of his stewardesses and. And she is beyond hot. I mean, like she's walking around with her tits out and the ass in the camera and stuff. And he is just, he's, he's drunk from the night before. He's still drinking. He's got to fly in like an hour. He snorts a line of Coke. So he's not drunk anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is how the movie starts. And he is just a fucking mess in the movie. And somebody said, I don't remember who it was on the Facebook group that he's a bad drunk. I thought he was really good. I mean, it was sad. Like, Seeing him fucking just like, Bruh, I was like, God damn, dad. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and he was a mess. And I mean, fucking like gulping, you know, whenever anybody in a movie, and this is the thing they use to great effect for me anyway, whenever you see somebody pick up a fucking like half gallon of vodka and fucking turn it up to their face. Yeah. And, like, and I mean, he's constantly just pouring stuff in drink bottles and stuff. And the fucking. That's how you do it, man. Don't be on um, What's his face? Uh, John Goodman is in it and plays his drug dealer. Is he fat? <laughs> he's really fat, but he's really funny. Um, Fatter than Arnold Schwarzenegger in that fucking. <laughs> they, they wear the same kind of shirt, so they look similar. You know what I was thinking is, okay, you know, you know, Schwarzenegger is, I mean, he's like sixty-five years old or whatever. Yeah. But one thing that's going to hurt him is he had that heart problem, so I don't think he's doing steroids anymore. Mm. So I mean, it's easy to look like a goddamn Adonis. 
yeah. and shit, you know, when you're taking that shit. But now he just looks like an old man. He looks like fucking Clayface from. Oh, uh, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, um, I really liked Flight. I don't know where, yeah. if it will be in the top 30, but it's definitely worth seeing. I mean, the whole, almost the whole thing is just Denzel Washington's character dealing with his alcoholism and stuff while they're doing this investigation about. And the the plane crash they show in it is it was dizzying. Uh, it's bad. It's it's it made you sick. It uh, it was starting to get to me a little, but I mean the plane the plane fucking drives upside down at one point, and like the you know the camera's doing its thing, and it's it's uh you know I was tense in that because you know when I I'm one of those people I I don't mind flying. I'm forever nervous when the plane takes off and lands. Yeah, because <laughs> that's when the plane's gonna probably gonna fuck up if anything. So um, it's good. It is. It's definitely. It's worth checking out. And like I was saying, uh, Denzel Washington looks like, you know, when people said, you know, Danny Glover and and Morgan Freeman were the go to. He's now the older man go to. I think because he's looking. Yeah. He's looking his age. He's starting to get a little fat. He's a little. Yeah. Well, he he took Just, a, he had a shirt off a lot in this, <sighs> and he. I don't. I don't know if he just gained weight for the role because he's supposed to be be like you know. I've seen him before, and he where he had a belly and and moves, okay. yeah. and uh, kind of a big butt. He has a he has the the belly and moves in this one, but he's supposed to be a fucking just mess. So, yeah. and um, but uh, you know, I liked it. It was good. Um, and then I watched the last thing I watched, um, clown. Uh, this oh. is a, you know, I don't know if it was Swedish, Norwegian, or what. Um, Same thing. This is a. I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Uh oh, it's from Denmark. Wow, it's a Danish movie. Um, it's a it's a comedy. Um, it's on instant, and this is it's it's. I'm gonna I'll go ahead and say see it. It's really funny, but Clamp. it's it's kind of a it's K L O W N. Oh K O yeah, and it's K O W. Um, it's almost like a K L O W N, like oh, clown K-L- with a K. Okay. It's almost like a um, a hangover type story, um, but it is a. Uh, please don't vomit. It is. Oh, I know, man. I, I literally was just going to say that. I almost. I just just felt like I was just going to throw up. And I don't even feel like I'm going to throw up. The uh, it just started coming up. It's it's two guys that are going on a canoeing trip, and one of them's kind of wild, and the other one's nerdy. Frank. So is the wild is the wild guy the clown. I don't know. I don't know what that. Honestly, I don't know what the word clown means. Uh, I don't know if that means something else because that's what it's called. Like K L O V N, the movie is the Danish title of it. I don't know if that actually means clown. Or anyway, uh, Frank is. He's got his girlfriend, and his girlfriend is uh, is pregnant. And, but he's trying to prove to her that he's going to be a good father. She doesn't believe it. She's thinking about getting an abortion, and he wants to prove that he could be a good father. So he takes his. He invites his nephew, his 12-year-old nephew, along on this canoeing trip where his wild friend has planned on going to a brothel and everything along this river. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Nothing wrong and with that. There's some stuff in here that's probably raunchier than The Hangover, but the way it's presented is, I, for some reason, feels like it's it's not as like wild and like loud and obnoxious as The Hangover would be. And it's it's funny. I liked it a I lot. Hated I hated Hangover. I never thought any of it was funny. You'll you'll like this because it's not as like I said it's not as obnoxious it's not as douchey yeah, as, as the yeah. hammer, and it, it's a it's a it's it's gross it's kind of it's kind of I don't know you can see it it's kind of gross out here but not it. it's, it's, watch it tonight it's only like an hour and twenty minutes it's really funny though I'll watch it while I'm shitting my guts out <laughs> I'll just put it on my iPad and sit it on the side of the sink yeah it's on instant so yeah. um, anyway that'll probably definitely be in my top thirty I'd say 
Um, cool. Let's take a break and why don't we come back and review Loveless and let Zom shed again. We will be uh, again. Maybe I'll be all right. I don't all know right, what was. Go Pepto. We'll be right back. During this podcast, I've seen a lot of changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed, but I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is that if I can record and you can listen, everybody can be entertained. Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction. Your home for all things action. To find out more, visit MetalMikey.Lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. Trash music choice of the week, daddy. It's trash. Our first film of the day. Now, I, don't, I won't always give people shout outs because sometimes I just can't find the goddamn post that I put in <laughs> asking people <laughs> for music. But I was able to find it today. All right, first film of the day, The Loveless. Um, would you like to introduce it a little bit here? Okay. Got me with my pants down. I said, read about somebody in the movie. Uh, let's see. Trouble ensues when a motorcycle gang stops in a small southern town while heading to races at Daytona. Richard Petty. Yay, Lee Petty. Lee Petty, excuse me. It's his dad. Oh, so I guess this really takes place early. When does this this movie, t- I, I couldn't figure out exactly when. What what year? Oh, it had to be the 50s. Late 50s, I'd say, because that I think that, that uh, com- the uh, Corvette they're driving is like, what, yeah. a 56 or so? Stingray. That thing Stingy is a fucking uh, gorgeous little car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just think there was a time in movies where you could fucking shoot one with a shotgun and it would be okay. If you did that now, people would be like, what? Don't you shoot that. Yeah. So, uh, as I said earlier, the stars Willem Dafoe. Well, it was in Georgia, too. So, you know, oh, you could probably like hang a f- African-American by a tree in the 50s and nobody would have blinked. You might be able to do that now. Um, uh, God. Speaking of apartheid. <laughs> it's alive and well. In America. Um, I don't know about that. You know, whatever. This, is, like, this is directed by Catherine Bigelow. You might have heard of her. She She's a, a male gigolo. She, she did a little movie called Point Break. <laughs> um, 
And uh, also Monty Montgomery, who was a f- very famous pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. You can't win a Cy Young Award if your name's Monty Montgomery. I'm sorry. Um, the uh, <laughs> That's not a Hall of Fame name. Um, so, Monty, come on. Anyway. <laughs> So um, this film, and, and like I said earlier, also this, these two films have uh, a lot in common. In besides that, Defoe's cock. Besides Willem Dafoe's cock, who I gotta say, in this movie, he is. I mean, this dude, he you got to be agile to not show your cock on camera the way he did because mm-hmm. he flips over with his legs open and you still see no dick at all. I was He's like, got a pretty big hog too, from what I understand. Yeah, I was like, I was really expecting to see it there because I, I when it when the scene I, it was came a up, little disappointing. My, my, it was my when the scene came up, my, my I saw I, there was ass on the screen, and I say to I say to Jane, I was like, I said ass on the screen, and she she was reading a book and she looks up. And right then he starts flipping his leg over, and I'm like, "Oh, she's gonna get to see the dick too." And not there. <laughs> eh, now everybody on set surely saw it because. <laughs> yeah, there was some nudity going on there. Anyway, so, um, but the Daddy-o. the, way, the and I, I I guess the term stilted dialogue is the is the right one. The the, the these films are a lot more about, um image and presentation and kind of a, a, a feel than they Is there are. any kind of hipsterism going on in this, in these two movies? Like the way, you know, Hey daddy. Oh, and, <laughs> yes. uh, and, and, you know, just, to, I mean, I, I uh, muscles clad in black leather, incest and murder. This is a um, tagline. Yeah. And it, these are, <laughs> these are campy for they're, they're, you know, they're intentionally camp, I believe. Um, at least I hope so, because some of the acting in this one in particular really it's is really suspect. fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. But Wild at Heart, I think it's intentionally over Oh, the yeah, top. 100% in that. Right. Um, where in both films, what we get, and you get, you, you, I first noticed it in this one. It had been a while since I had seen Wild at Heart, so I've kind of forgot how things were done there. But I think maybe even more so in this one, you get almost a fetishistic kind of view of a lot of things, the way... Like you see the lines of some of the motorcycles shown in the way, and, and it's interesting the way that it's flipped back and forth. You know, you'll have a scene like two things happening at once, and and it'll go, it'll show like thirty seconds of something, thirty seconds of another, thirty seconds of something, and it doesn't start off like that, but it gets more and more like that as the film goes on. Um, it's not. It's, uh, am I boring you? It's not so much a, <laughs> a plot driven. Uh, now, what if I was having a heart attack right now and you would have said that and I'm like uh, I'm just like gasping for air. <laughs> oh like fucking like Jerry Lawler snorting on the fucking wrestling broadcast when he almost when he keeled over that was horrifying. Jerry Lawler. Lawler. Um you know the, the film doesn't start off that way. It you know it starts off it has the the voiceover with uh Defoe It starts saying, off slow and then it gets slower. <laughs> and then Right at this one part, it slows down a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that might be kind of the point. Like, like I was, like we were saying with, um, with uh, Paperboy, where you're getting that feeling like it's just a hot fucking day, and and these guys are just you're getting antsy, like it's just the Damn, tension you're stuck. What's that? You're broke down. You're just stuck. Yeah, and waiting. And I, I love that there's a line at the beginning. So the way it opens is not like 
you don't see a lot of close-ups and stuff, but it's slow because, you know, Defoe's kind of like strolling around. He sees a woman sitting on the side of the road. She's just standing there beside her car. Hey, lady. And she has a, uh, she has a flat tire. He he, talks funny, man. Did you ever notice like, he's like, hey, man. Like he would be uh, saying, ma'am. He's very toothy. Well, he called her mom. Yeah, he's like, well, maybe, maybe he was saying mom. But I thought he was saying ma'am. I think he said mom sound- because he called an older dude dad later in the movie too. Um, um but uh, you know, he changes her tire for her and uh you know, while he's in the back in the trunk changing the tire. She has a flat tire. I didn't say that. And Yeah, uh, she was in she was kind of torn between being scared and turned and on, yeah. <laughs> she was scared, horrified at first cuz this greaser in the middle of nowhere rides by <laughs> and fucking uh gets out of his car and he just strolls back. And sees that he she has a flat tire and he's just gonna change it. He's like, "Give me the keys to your trunk." And she's like, uh, uh. "And the more he just like talks to her, the more she's you know she's getting a little damp down south, if you know what I mean, Daddy." And yeah, um, so I can get the bad time out. I love what he, when he goes when she's like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Not a whole lot." What do you mean? I mean zero. <laughs> zero. Daddy, <laughs> like, I don't do shit. Um, the, the, these guys, every every guy that's in his like little uh, group, could have been a member of the Stray Cats. You know, <laughs> yes, they're, the, the, they're all doing the Stray Cat strut. But the Stray Cats might have been better acting. <laughs> what um, do you mean, Daddy O? Well, and Defoe was fine. He did that. He did that kind of that very cold approach. Uh, kind of um, almost like almost like he's doing a like a cartoon of the time. Almost. He's a bad boy, and he knows it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and but uh, he, you know he when he comes up and finally when he finally changes her tire, he comes up. He's like, "Now what you got?" And she's like, "Right," like she knows. Like she's like, "Okay, finally, that's when it comes to it." Like, yeah, and, and she's a little older. I, mean, I thought it was funny that he was calling her mom, and uh, he's like. You know, she's like, right. Like, she finally realizes, okay, I guess he wants a blowjob or a hand job or something for this thing. And he's like, like cash. <laughs> yeah. And he's I like, fuck you, old bad old stinky pussy. <laughs> Give me some dollars, bitch. And he takes all of her fucking money and then, like, fondles her titty and makes out with her, then drives <laughs> <Yeah>. off laughing. <laughs> he, he gave her a thrill. This, she'd, she'd have a story to tell. Yeah, this poor lady thought she was, this shot, she was hot. She thought he, that she thought that Defoe wanted some tail and all he took was her money and then He did change her fucking tire. I mean, yeah. he could have just pulled up and said, Give me a fucking money. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, so, uh, you he's get, pretty skinny and baby faced in this too. He is, he is. And I don't know how old he was when, do you know how old he, uh, let's see, I'm going to look it up here. Um, 55. So he was only shit. He wasn't even, he wasn't like even 14? 30 yet. He was only 20, 24, <laughs> 25 when they filmed. This. He was very young. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what was the, uh, oh, didn't we see him in something else that we, oh, what did we see? What did we, oh, uh, uh, streets of fire. But, uh, very soon after this, this is uh, Streets yeah. of Fire was only two years after this. So, um, and like I was honest saying, to God, I saw this box cover. Oh, he was in Live and Die to Live and Die in L.A. Yeah, like yeah. Oh ago. God, he was very baby facing that too. <laughs> yeah. But I saw the box cover art for this for years when the VHS video stores were open, and I had seen 
um, Streets of Fire mm-hmm. and, you know, new like Raven Shattuck and he wore the goddamn uh, fucking the, either the leather, leather or pants. latex bib overalls or whatever. <laughs> but, and I thought, well, shit, that's the same guy. But I never got this one. I had no idea what it was. Like when we started watching, when I, or when we, when, when I was watching it the other night, it totally took me by surprise that it was about like this motorcycle kind of gang kind of mm-hmm. thing in the 50s and everything. Because honest to God, from the cover art and it being called The Loveless and everything, for some reason, uh, Cruisin' Uh-oh. came into my brain and I thought it was like a gay movie. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough. I Strangely enough, by the end of the movie, I kind of felt like I was being like uh, persuaded in one direction or another, if you know what I mean. Like, you don't have to get nudged too hard when you're in the hot Georgia sun. Now, you know, and and we'll, we we can talk about that. Like some of the stuff when I was saying how we, you have some fetishistic camera shots and stuff, it goes from at one point two people making out and then like disassembling a bike, and then you get some still shots of a bike and you hear this music playing, you see a pinup, and then it just shows this like dude's like hairy belly and his dick with yeah. like. With like the big belt buckle, and he's like putting his hand and in in like thumb in his belt. And it shows another guy like working on, uh, working on the bike and like the back. He's wearing like it's got a, it's almost like a belly shirt. His fucking like jacket is like half length, and you see the the na- like the the nape like the not the nape the, the lower back kind of hanging out. Yeah. And then like another dude says, "Hey, y'all care if I sit on it?" <laughs> that was like, another part. The guys are working on it, and this guy walks in looking at all these leather-clad, sweaty men, and he asks if he can sit on it, and they're just staring at him. I th- I don't know, dude. This might be a little bit of a hidden message, not so hidden. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get any of this. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I liked when the old dude... I'm a, I'm a country boy. <laughs> well, he Very was, nice. He was from New York. I'm the guy that was at the mall, and when the guy came up and started talking to me and asking me where I was from and what I was going to do that night and everything, I thought it was a guy who worked in the store. <laughs> and that was when I was a sweet young boy. <laughs> so I like, hey, sweet. That guy, was really, that guy was really nice. There's some <laughs> nice people around here. <laughs> There's a really funny bit in Clown. There's one of the main. You know, he characters. had leather, all leather on, and uh, chain. <laughs> one of the one of the main characters in Clown. He has the. He has this thing where if he ever gets like in a heated argument with a with a, a guy, he he does what he calls like masculine flirting. He'll like grab their wrist and like tell tell them they like you know they have like a firm handshake or something like that, or they smell good, and it like totally disarms them. And he ends up making friends with them every time. Nice. And he's like, because his his thing is every guy's a little bit gay. It's better to get in your ass beat, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's funny. It's oh. funny. It's a funny movie. Anyway. Um, the uh, I like the old dude in the in the diner saying, "I'll give you a sleeper hold." That's what I'll give you. That was funny. The sleeper. <laughs> I knew you were going to mention the sleeper. I love the sleeper hold. Um, we speaking of the sleeper hold, we brought it up at work this week. So the million dollar dream is that a move that DiBiase created, or was that a is that a hold? No, that's the fucking cobra. That's not, the, the million dollar dream, the the fucking cobra hold, the cobra, cobra clutch. Is that what it is? It called the cobra? yeah, a cobra clutch. Sergeant Slaughter called it the cobra clutch. Before that, it was uh, the mass superstar used it. It was just the cobra hold, and the okay. Mongolian stomper used it, and they called it the Shenanomaki. The Shenanomaki. He was from Mongolia, just I like was, uh, Cinderella Pooh. Well, I was wondering if there was a, <laughs> if there was a. Um, I was wondering if there was like a technical term for it, you know, like you know, like you have like uh, the the perfect plex is the is the is the 
the uh, the fisherman suplex. Fisherman suplex. I, I was yeah. wondering if there was a technical term for the. Yeah, I, it was the first time I ever saw it. It was cobra hold, but I mean, it, it's just a version of like a sleeper. I really want. I would love to find like a compilation of mass superstar matches. I've so, got a fucking company. You really? I gotta get this. Um, well, it's on VHS. I think. Oh, uh, okay. But um, um Bill Eady. I put uh, put put it this way. Of like wrestling holds that you knew when you were a kid or whatever that you used. Mm-hmm. I even up and into college, I fucking this one dude that was our next door neighbor. He was a big guy too. I mean, if at the time I weighed 190 pounds, he probably weighed 230, <laughs> and we were fucking around. Me and him and my roommate were at our apartment, and I can't remember what we were doing, and we started wrestling around, and I literally put him in the abdominal stretch. Nice. And fucking got him down on the ground, and and he couldn't do shit, and I was fucking stretching his ass. And the cobra hold, I used to do that all the time. Oh, I did the cobra. The million dollar dream is what I did. Yeah. So I saw. So I, I always yeah. did that one. Um, so anyway, so uh, <laughs> where the hell we, we was sleeper hold? Got that's how we got to it. Sleeper hold. He wanted um, to put a sleeper hold on a woman. Yes, he did. Because I don't know what she said to him that that made him so angry. But uh, was that the same guy that's later in the movie that thought, thought they well, were did, all communists? I'd have to go back and watch it because I was wondering the same thing. Um, because I, I, uh, I think that I, dude, I think I read in somebody's review or synopsis, they said something about this guy. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Was that the same guy? I think it and is because there seems to be this like... The, he was the, a jerk. The reason the tension is building is because... These these out of towners are hanging out near the place where he's storing this. Apparently, he's figured out a way to steal oil from a pipeline. Yeah, like to tap some, it. Yeah, and like and they're selling barrels of oil or something. They don't really go into it a lot, but he's, well, I think too though. I it, it's um, it's almost like an easy rider kind of a thing mm-hmm. where I mean bikers are thought of as such you know especially. Back in that day, like the black leather, uh, Marlon Brando kind of, you know, motorcycle gang guys, they were just thought as white trash and scummy, and every, and people be just were just scared of yeah, them. Yeah. The, you know, um, uh, but he, they hang out in the diner for a little while. They're just kind of wasting time because they're waiting for all the all the dudes to kind of converge. They're they're finally met. I guess I guess Defoe was coming from New York. Some of the guys were coming from Detroit. And they've all kind of finally converged at, at the. I, I assume it's Southern Georgia before they go into Florida to go to, down to Daytona, mm. and um, they're kind of converged on this diner, and they need, they're trying to find a garage because I get I guess Defoe's going to race his motorcycle. I don't know. Uh, I, I needed I, to I, fix it for some reason. There was something wrong with it, or well, it wasn't his that was broken. It was one of the oh, other. I thought it was that big red Harley he drove that they kept working on the whole movie. It was, but well, I mean it. He rode his. He parked his yeah. outside the thing. It, it was um, it was uh, one of the other guys because he mm-hmm. showed up at the diner and he was just waiting. And then when they the other guys showed up, they said so and so's you know trans or the chain broke or something like that. Right, right, right. And, and the, but most of most of the bikes look the same anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, with the uh, another biker movie we're doing where they have like windshields on their bikes, it always looks weird to me. Um. But the uh, when yeah. when you're riding with no helmet on or a half helmet, and it starts pouring down the rain, you pray that you have that fucking windshield because it feels like somebody's shooting you in the face with a fucking oh, shotgun. Yeah, I can imagine. I can it hurts imagine. so bad. The um, not. I mean, the, it, it's. I literally would have to put my hand up over my nose and face ugh. because it, it just feels like you're getting sandblasted. 
the um, there's a really cool shot in the diner when the woman is filling the salt shaker and that dude like kind of reaches in. All you see is his arm. He grabs the cig from his mouth and he's like, "How you doing, Mama?" And then he puts it back in like into her mouth and then wow. it, and then it pans across to him standing there. And then there's some really good. And I'm gonna start calling women Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, <laughs> hey sexy mama. mama. It's it, it's. It's really it's it's well shot at times, and I think because it's slow, they can they're able to take their time with stuff like that. And this, well, I think it's like a big thing because the town is such a a, a boring little shithole, like yeah. most southern little shitty towns are. That these guys showing up, it's just like a big thing, you mm-hmm. know. They're like, ooh, who are these guys? Because they're they're not they're those people are there, they're stuck there, and these guys are wild and you know. Oh. They come in and and not only that, but they've been somewhere and yeah. they're going somewhere and they're like, "Where you been? Where you going?" Huh? You <laughs> well, know? then the, you get the chick from uh, that looks like the chick from Breathless coming in. Um, her name in the movie, she's played by I guess Sportster Debbie. I don't even remember, I don't even remember them calling her Debbie. Honestly, uh, that was uh, Sportster Debbie. I think was the blonde haired one. Oh, the one, the, 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 Talina is a uh, Marin uh, Kantner. Is her real name? Marin her name Kenton. is Talina, the one with the short hair. Talina, stingray. Yeah, I totally missed that. But man, she what a fucking was in. The, she wasn't in very much, but she was in the fat, the fabulous stains. Okay, she's only in like four movies. The, she's real. Talk about a twink. Yeah, she's super skinny, and she 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 had to have been playing like a 15, 16 year old, yeah. and she's just stolen. I guess she stole her dad's car or something her dad even the guy that plays her dad kind of even looks like that pissed off dude <laughs> from the the sleeper hole dude too yeah anyway the um what somebody gotta do to drive so, this so, thing okay so sportster debbie debbie was the blonde she died i think she was the blonde she died in 2008 yeah um the uh she was a personality on the downtown new york scene in the late 70s oh, i don't know what that means um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a personality in the win Andy Warhol. Yeah. Suck Diggy Pops gong, 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 gong. Um I need some Coke. Uh the um <laughs> what? But yeah, so she comes in and that that's kind of added a new dimension to this day. Um this kind of girl that's running away from home and she's trying to act all tough and stuff and uh and Do you uh, think that the, it's a coincidence? That uh, she's very tiny and boyish looking. <laughs> you know what? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and do you think it's a coincidence that when her and somebody have sex, that um, he's, he's he's entering, he's playing the back nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? But what's funny is okay when she when she gets out she has like these capri pants on which I hate capri pants uh, <laughs> the worst thing in the world but she had these capri pants on she's kind of got the and I like I've, I've said that before I I some girls look good with short hair um, and I don't mind it where some of my friends are like Jesus fucking Christ like Anne Hathaway I wish she'd grow her goddamn hair back or uh, Alyssa Milano or something it doesn't bother me if they look good but this chick looks really she's really petite really tiny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man, she has no figure at all. But then when they showed her naked, she had a nice little ass. She did. <laughs> I, you know, the um as every twink should. The uh right. They in that movie was a that that the car was a nineteen sixty Corvette. So this has to take place in the early sixties, which could have um 
she could have been influenced by Breathless if it takes yeah. place in the early 60s. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, you know, when everybody saw Breathless initially, it was, you know, everybody wanted to have short hair and blah, blah, blah. The, um, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I totally <laughs> see. It's a totally yeah. gay thing. <laughs> she, 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 was a, she was supposed to be a boy. Um, the, uh, well, she does have a classic line the closest place is run by darkies and I ain't going there. But, um, the, I like, I really like the way they handle that scene. Um, because you know, the, the, the stereotype in films when you in for films set in the South during this time, 50s, 60s is to have usually what it is. You have a black guy going into a place that's run by whites. And then, you know, you hear the record scratch or some horse shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and this one, it's completely different because Defoe is going, he's looking for beer and the closest place is run by darkies. And he goes in there and they are totally ignoring him. Um, it's these two, the two black guys are there playing, uh, cards. I don't know what the hell game they were playing. It, It looked confusing. Get the um, fuck out of here, Whitey. Well they, well, they don't say anything to him. Yeah. And um, the he, do they even talk the whole time? I don't even think mm-hmm. they said anything. Yeah. And he wants to buy two cases of beer and blah, blah, blah. And he says it once and they keep ignoring him. And he pulls out the money and says, I'll have blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And uh, and they the, the guy just like kind of just like looks at him, goes and gets his two cases of beer and his, his wild turkey or whatever the fuck he was buying. And... Um, you know, he pays him the money and Defoe says, I ain't as white as I look and walks out, which I, I really like the way it was handled. Well, I think he was just like, you know, okay, as soon as they see him, they judge him by the color of his skin. And I th- I thought, but in his mind, he's like, listen, you know, he's like, these fucking white crackers fucking treat me shitty just like yeah. they treat you, you know? I really liked that. I thought that, I, I really liked the way that scene was done. I, I And I can't recall seeing a film like done like, done it, with that topic, right? I can't recall seeing that before in a film the way it was done. I, I, th- I thought it was really good. Um, <laughs> there's a line you get in there, the door was wide open, it was wide open. <laughs> Super agile. And did you notice that he, um, when she was asking him what he was in jail for, he said, uh, he said, um, for boosting cars or whatever, but then he said all for you know for the Man Act, and she goes, "What's the Man Act?" She asked him like two or three times, and he wouldn't say. He never did well, say what it was. Taking a and that like that's taking a uh, is that taking a minor across the state lines, or is that just taking a woman across the state lines? I don't know. The man. It's like act? if you oh take, the Man M A N N Act. Yeah. Uh, the White Slave Traffic Act. Yeah. Oh wow! If you back in the day, if you took a woman. Across the state, across the state lines, For or whatever. Moral purposes. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, the, you get the return. We'll just say it's the same guy, the sleeper hold guy. Uh, he's a sweaty mess. He's even sweatier at the end, and he's just pissed. These dudes are there, and then you have you have the stripper scene and the poor. That was that was a fucking. I mean, talk about the most unsexy. <laughs> stripping ever <laughs> I love that scene when it comes on where you, you see the blurry club shot from the back and all you see are her shoes and like the this zebra striped stage she's standing on I thought it was really good then you see her like pants drop and like you just see the people like kind of moving around in the background then you have um, uh, the blonde chick uh, 
outside and some random dude is just fucking like finger banging her or something and she's got yeah, these really bad flapjack titties and yeah her titties were fucking kind of uh disappointed they weren't good, they weren't good. um yeah. but this, it, it, at this point the film's getting more as to more to that style that i mentioned the quick uh, the quick cuts back and forth between two things going on there's a race going on on the street and when she comes back in after getting molested or whatever, you know, her boyfriend's like, how was traffic? Uh, or whatever he said to her. Um, and the, you know, the, the movie comes to a head at this point. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil that at all, but it's not so much a film about plot. It's, it's a film of this, that theme that they stick to. It's a film of imagery and it's a film of just a, a, a feeling of, yeah. and, and if that works for you, I think it's a successful film. If not, you might be a little little bored by it. But what, did, what did you? Um, I know that I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but I just want I'll, I'll I'll keep it cryptic. Okay. Two people were in a car wreck, right? And someone says, "You belong to me." Uh, was there some? I mean, there was definitely some, some something going yes. on there that shouldn't have been. Yes. And that's why that person was fucked up. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because when when the the car wreck happened, another theme that, that goes across movies, the, huh? <laughs> another theme that goes across movies. Yeah, but the girl sitting there with blood on her head, I was like, okay, is he gonna do something right then, or did he do something right then, or uh, I, I don't know, I couldn't. Tell I, I don't know, but I mean, whatever. Anyway, what did you think of the movie? Um. Well, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I'm a I'm a motorcycle guy, so I loved seeing all the all the bikes and everything. And I, you know, m- movies, motorcycle gangs and shit like that are usually just the culture of some of these guys, you know. And uh, with the sw- especially in the '50s, with the switchblades, instead of wearing helmets, they wear those oh, fucking switch leather. Blade, the switchblade scene was so gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot. Well, there was a lot of stuff yeah uh, and just how i mean fucking some of the stuff i i was sitting there just wanting to yell at the tv when they were in that diner and just for no reason the guy takes a switchblade and just cuts up the fucking booth and takes the salt and pours it all over the table and just you know yeah. and the way they acted toward the waitresses and shit i'm like jesus christ jesus christ go back to the stupid trying to impress her friends uh, <laughs> um most of the other than Willem Dafoe, the other guys in his gang were very. Um, they they were just like nothing because I could barely remember tell, uh, re, like nothing really distinguished them. There was one that was a little bit skinnier that was kind of more like a, I don't know, but they they were just kind of like I don't there know. There was one dude with the pointy sideburns. The one guy had kind of a. He tried to have a duck tail, but it looked more spiky. Yeah, there was the well. There was the dude with the 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 guy that talked the most was the one that he kind of had a crew cut, mm. and that was he was the his girlfriend was the blonde. Yeah, um, but they just didn't. Uh, most of the people in the movie, uh, the 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 young girl with the the short hair. It's really and her and the, Defoe are the only two like big that like even stand out or have any kind of per- yeah. personality or anything. Yeah. The, the the waitress, the young waitress in the bar and the old waitress in the bar were just kind of, you know, uh, and just generic. Everybody mm-hmm. was just generic. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Willem Dafoe's not generic and he talks kind of funny anyway. He's got um, big teeth. Yes, he didn't have teeth like Bobby Peru. <laughs> Who has very, um, very, very little teeth. Nubby teeth and big gums. Uh, yeah. In Chosen Reservoir or something. Anyway, um, 
there was a lot of sweat, uh, and mm-hmm. I have I, I I I was telling somebody the other day because my friend owned a bar and a couple of people that I knew owned their, their family's own bars. So I would usually go to those places. I never liked going to places that I didn't know or didn't know the people. Cause I was always that easy. Yeah. Like just walking into a place that, you know, you're just driving down the road and you're like, Hey, let's stop here at this little beer joint. And you never know what you're walking into. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I always uncomfortable as far as that goes, and, and those guys are just like, yeah, let's step at this roadhouse and go have some Thunderbird <laughs> and uh, a case of... Dixie uh, Beer, was that what he was having? Yeah, two cases of Dixie Beer and six bottles of Thunderbird or whatever. You know, I'm like, Ugh. Thunderbird, yeah, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, this is, was, is that like a... What is that? Uh, I'll look it up, go ahead. It's not like cheap wine, is it like fucking Mad Dog 2020 or something? I think it's it's probably like some kind of cheap <laughs> Bumwine.com has an entry for Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering, because it's like, you know, some kind of like uh, Mad Dog 2020 or uh, Boone's Farm or something like that shit. Here's the, here's you know the, it's something cheap. Here's the description from Bumwine.com. As pictured to the left, look for the pigeon feces and you'll find this old bird. As soon as you taste this swill, it will be, it will be obvious that its makers cut every corner possible in its production to make it cheap. Self-proclaimed as the American classic, Thunderbird is vented and bottled by E.J. E&J Gallo Winery in Modesto, California. Disguised like Night Train, the label said it is made by Thunderbird Limited. If your taste buds are shot and you need to get trashed with a quickness, the T-Bird is the drink for you. <laughs> T-Bird. Or if you like to smell your hand after pumping gas, look no further than Thunderbird. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that. This is a good um, site. If, if, if you've ever seen bumwine.com, it's pretty funny. They just have reviews of like shitty wine like Mad Dog 2020 and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I... Um, I thought there were I, – I, and I know, like I said, like you said, the purpose was probably to show how mundane and boring mm-hmm. and stuff like that is. These guys, this is just – you know, it, it would have been easy for them to just come in and terrorize the town and, yeah, yeah. You know, and all this and that. But it would be a different movie. Um, there were a few times where I was kind of like, God, you know, fuck, I wish something would happen. But then – if you look at if you watch the thing and you look at it like a time capsule, it is kind of cool when they're yeah. doing stuff like that to see like the old uh, soda machines, pop machine or whatever. Mm-hmm. My friend uh, Fred used to have one of those at his pharmacy where you go up and nice. put the money in, open the door, and pull the bottle out, uh, glass bottle, um, things like that. The motorcycles, the old school motorcycles, the old cars. Um, I was surprised when. Uh, we got the. It really wasn't a sex scene because the sex I think was pretty much over. I think they <laughs> yeah. they, they came into it right when Defoe must have come. Yes, yeah, yeah. In the Twink's butthole or puss <laughs> or what? Sorry, spo- sorry, spoiler alert. From that from that angle, well, you know the thing is, I, I, I've had so many people when they're watching a movie, they'll say. Um, I've heard girls say this. I've heard guys say this. Like somebody will be screwing somebody from behind, and they're like, "Oh, you know, so and so." And Michael Douglas was fucking her in the ass. I'm like, "Well, here's a here's a shocker for you. You can screw a girl in the vagina from behind." Her legs were out straight, so well, if he, if he does have a huge long wang, uh, so can, I, I, yeah, I've done that too. anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> either either way, it's possible. You know, that's yep. all I'm saying. And she did have a, she had a little butt, so she didn't have much cushion in the way of uh, of uh, 
getting in the way of the puss. But uh, what the thing that gets me is, okay, um, he just kind of, when he was done, she seemed to me, was she asleep? Or was <laughs> she know. just so content? I don't know. She thought she was hot shit, and he knocked yeah. it out. <laughs> it was kind of, you know, he got lucky, man. I'll tell you what, he did get lucky. I'd have fucked her. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, though, man. I'm telling you what, when when they when they drop the bomb on you that their age is like 15, mm-hmm. I've walked away from that twice in my life when I was uh, uh, a legal adult. Nice. And I'm glad I did. Yes, I agree. You know, because, because the girls, you know, when they're that age and they think, you know, they're like, oh, they think you're the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to jail, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought, it, I, I actually, I like the movie. I'm glad that I finally saw it. I, if I would have known that, you know, what the subject matter was, I don't know why, because like I said, I watch Cruise and I mean, it's not like I'm like, have never seen movies with, yeah. I mean, we watched, we, we reviewed the leather fucking Leather Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we watched that. I almost watched it again the other night. Um, <laughs> so, but I don't know what it was. I just was kind of like, I think maybe I thought it was a love story or something. Yeah. And I wasn't down with love back then. I was just down with <laughs> butt, butt twinks. You know, in a hotel, in a motel room on a hot sunny day. And I never understand people in movies too. Like they're in that goddamn motel fucking. They're both completely naked. And he's fucking her from behind. And they have the curtains on the hotel room window open. Yeah, and, and the door hotel. unlocked. <laughs> yeah, and it's floor level. You know, it's like God. You know, when I go into a hotel or a motel, I fucking close the curtains. I always hated go to the beach and you walk by a room and the, somebody's in there laying in their room sleeping and the curtains are open. You can just see it. <laughs> I, I think that's weird. But um, I thought it was good. I thought uh, the acting, like you said, was pretty amateurish. Yeah, but yeah. I and I don't think I know the dialogue was like, "Hey, Daddy O, what's shaking?" You know, uh, the, what do yeah, you say? Some of us kind of just like, Ugh. so maybe delivering those lines. But I don't think I, I think that from most of the people in the fucking movie, I've never <laughs> heard of and never heard of again. Yeah. So I don't think that they were like big fancy. And and Catherine Bigelow was a film student, I think, at the time. This is yeah, her this, first movie. I was gonna say this had to be. Right at the beginning. So the, they probably just got a bunch of people together and well, said, shit, hey. She was only in her 20s, too. Yeah, and Defoe, this oh, was 30. First she was 30. Movie, I think. Wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is her first feature length. And then uh, she did she did a short before this. And then Near Dark, it was five years before she did another one. So maybe Monty Montgomery did most of the, the legwork on this. Well, he, he had an uncredited thing in Heaven's Gate, but that but that was, and what then the, two years later, he was in Loveless. Wait, what the hell did he do with Wild at Heart? Oh, he produced Wild at Heart. That's weird. We've 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 it's become the Monty Montgomery double feature. Oh yeah, I knew that. That's funny. He's um, kind of, that's why we were doing it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I I liked the movie. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Was it great? It was worth a watch. I actually almost went back and watched it again. <laughs> uh, before the show, just to kind of yeah, brush yeah, I, would, up. I would see this again. I, I mean, we can get into our ratings here. The, I, I wonder. Do you think that they could have easily? <laughs> I don't know why I'm going down this path. I think it's just because of the path that the movie takes. Um, if they wanted to querel this movie, they could have easily oh made that a boy instead of a girl. Yeah, if one, yeah, to, yes, boyish looking. 
And they had to, to me, I mean, I know we're talking about the breathless thing and everything, but. <sighs> well, she was real skinny and she was, she was, she was a tomboy too. Like a twink, man. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I got kicked out of school. Just like Joan Jett or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, no, totally. It. This is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, and I'm um, sure what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, but I'm not sure. Uh, we can get our ratings. Um, I, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect by this. Um, Willem Dafoe is not. I mean, I guess he was sleazy. He's not as sleazy as I thought he was going to be, but um, definitely the highlight of the movie. But uh, I give it a six point five. Um, this is this is worth seeing, and uh, I bet I, I, I bet my score could even go up on on reviewing it. Yeah, I think I, I think it's um, it's better than average, <coughs> but um, I like I said I, I for some reason I'm kind of compelled. I actually do want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. This is not for everybody, and I think that some people would get will get bored to death yeah, with it. So, are you guys thinking? You know, this movie sucks. It's well, slow. Yeah, it, it's but it's short, which helps. It's like an hour yeah. and twenty five minutes. And it does sort of have a payoff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it it builds to something. It's not one that's just kind of laying there and just laying there still like she was after she got fucked. <laughs> um, I would give this a... Uh, 6.25. It's been, like I said, it's better than average. It's it's not great. I don't yep. think it's like going to be in my fucking top thirty or anything. But no. uh, it looks good. Yeah, and I think that it's more. Um, would it be wrong to say style over substance? No, totally. These both of these films are totally like form before function. You know, that's that's what they're what they're made for is to look at first and experience as opposed to like you know getting a story out of it. So, jaw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our review of The Loveless. Uh, let's take a break and come back and uh, talk about Bobby Peru wanting to fuck you so hard. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello there, ladies and good gentlemen. I'm here to talk to you about something very important today. That's outside the cinema. I know a lot of you listening now enjoy the film world. Boy, Outside the Cinema covers all kinds of good films. If you're looking for the classics, perhaps you're looking for a good old Nazi film where the Nazis torture and rape everyone in sight. Or giant monsters crawl from the sea. Or perhaps an Italian film where Edward's finish takes her clothes off for no apparent reason. Or uh, renegade bikers just do whatever they damn well please. Perhaps even occasionally turn into a werewolf. Then Outside the Cinema is your place to go. That's www.outsidethecinema.com Outside the Cinema, your source for cult movie discussion.
That's a, a band called Harvey Milk. That's Bernie Sticky's choice. Uh, I gotta look into them. I've never heard them before. That's some good shit. Noisy rock. Do you think it's a coincidence that they're named after Harvey Milk and the movie we, we just reviewed? Um, we just talked about. Sleep. We just talked about Sean Penn. <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, We're talk about fucking simpatico. Fuck. Yeah. And then that dude, you didn't even know that that one dude is the dude in both movies that produced it. I had no idea produced this movie. Yeah. Fuck, man. Maybe we should go through a time warp or something right now. People who liked Wild at Heart also liked Breathless. <laughs> you leave me. And True Romance. Oh, I can see that. True Romance. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Next film. Well, I could see the Richard Gere Breathless. You know what? I where, still haven't seen that one. Because where uh, uh, um, Cage is like the big Elvis fan and breaks into Elvis songs or anything, uh, Richard Gere is this is similar in his version of Breathless, mm-hmm. and he's a Jerry Lee Lewis guy, and he mm-hmm. sings Jerry Lee Lewis all the time and wears funky clothes. And and, and speaking of which, I shows ass. I say dick. this because I love this fucking scene. <laughs> so yes, Wild at Heart, 1990, uh, uh, directed by David Lynch, uh, starring Nicolas Cage, Laura Dern, Willem Dafoe, uh, lots of people. You know, Crispin Glover plays, I wish he played a slightly bigger part, but uh, Diane Ladd, who is just batshit crazy, and I like her a lot, uh, no relation to me, and um, Isabella Rossellini and her giant eyebrows. Oh, and fucking Grace, uh, Grace, Grace Zabriskie, who was in, um, oh, Jesus. she was in, uh, Twin Peaks. Um, she's also in, in the movie, in the show, Big Love, and she's so gross in that, in that show with, uh, unlike this movie, <laughs> right? Well, it's a different kind of gross, but she's kind of white trash gross in that. And she's married in that show to, um, or she was to, um, not Bruce. Yeah. Bruce. No. Danny Glover? No, Bruce Bruce Dern. Okay. Bruce Dern. <laughs> so back to connecting to it again. He play he's disgusting in that show. Big love. Um, and you know who Bruce Dern um had a kid with? <laughs> Diane Ladd. Diane Ladd. And you know who the kid was? I saw her titties. I think her name is <laughs> So this is And you know who was in Django? Uh, Danny Glover? Stern! <laughs> yes, and do you know who the new Danny Glover is? <laughs> Denzel uh, Washington. Yes. You know who the the new young Denzel is? Sean Penn. Jamie Foxx, who's in Django De- with Django, Bruce Stern. Silent D. Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk. It all comes, all comes full, full circle. I'm glad my last name is at Milk. <laughs> yeah. That's an odd last name. Um, Do you so, know today is Emily's birthday? Happy birthday, uh, Deadly Doll. Happy birthday, Emily. All she's right. awesome. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> well, maybe not that awesome, but she's okay. <laughs> she's all right sometimes. Yeah, uh, well. Wild at Heart, 1990. Um, <laughs> young lovers, Sailor and Lula, run away from the variety of weirdos that Lula's mom has hired to kill Sailor. It's a weird synopsis. Um, <laughs> this movie starts in North Carolina, so I'm proud to say. 
the Cape Fear area. It's probably not too far off from how people actually are there. Um, they all wear snakeskin jackets to express their individuality. And <laughs> I love that line. Axe um, is from there, too. So, uh, Zom, what did you think of Wild at Heart? Well, I've seen this movie about 700 fucking times. <laughs> so the fact that I actually rewatched it today, it, it was kind of like I, I almost thought about not watching it because I've seen it so much that I can pretty much remember it. Mm-hmm. Line for line, word for word, scene for scene. Um, so this must mean that I liked it because <laughs> I've seen it so much. I saw it in the theater, 1990. Uh, um, okay, wild at heart. David Lynch is a fucking weirdo, and he makes fucking weird movies. <laughs> so what's he do? He gets a whole bunch of weird people like Nicolas Cage, Giant Lad, and some other Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Ball Stanton. Now, uh, this has a really colorful cast of characters. Oh, God. Harry Dean Stanton is in that new fucking uh, Arnold movie, and they make him look so bad. Worse than Arnold? Oh, well, they've made him into this, like, like that's all he does now. He just appears in these, like, his, like, crotchety old men, and, like, yeah. ugh, gross. That's his hand on Warren Oates' leg. I'm not into that. <laughs> we uh, anyway. <laughs> This movie, Wild at Heart, um, I'm a big Elvis fan, and obviously Nicolas Cage is a big Elvis fan yeah. in real life, considering he married his da- uh, Elvis' daughter, and does he's just kind of weird. Um, but now, if Cage in this is, he's still pretty young, the hair is starting to go, uh, because there's a couple of times when he gets in a fight... And it's long, but when it kind of hangs down in the front, you can see that he's covering up some some hair loss. Oh, his hair has always been so bad. Yeah, he's always, he really always has had bad hair. But fucking his chest hair is just bushy as shit in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like laying down under the covers a couple times, and like it's almost like obscuring his chin. It's sticking up so far. Yeah, he's got he's kind of got the the uh, chest pubes. Um, this movie <laughs> is my it, chest pubes down to my ball fro. Yeah, he's got the treasure <laughs> trail all the way down his cock, and Lula loves his cock. It treats her so good. Oh, now God, I she- will have to. Say that Lula, I've never thought Laura Dern was really sexy, but mm-hmm. she's sexy in this movie yeah. just because of how she acts and carries herself and shows her perky little titties. And she's got a pretty nice ass. She's not. The, she's kind of got the too much, a, a little bit too much Bruce Dern in the face, though. She uh, she's long. Yeah, <laughs> her she face is, long. is a little bit long. Now, Lula is. To describe her character, she is a cross between a fucking retard and an infomaniac. Okay. Now, Sailor is kind of a white trash dumbass. Uh, who's Dumb, a, kind of, a white trash philosopher. Yeah, and he's 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 uh, apt to he he's like a classic. Well, in his mind, like seeing like Robert Mitchum. Uh, or Elvis doing kung fu, or something like that. You know, that's what those guys did in the movies. But in his mind, he has like a way that men should act. Yeah, and he's very macho. Um, and not to the point of being a dick, because he usually only he'll only react um, if if he has to. Right. But 
when he does, man, I mean, he's 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 all in, you know. He he fucking whips his ass and uh, <laughs> and um, he's he's got some balls. Uh, now Lula has a mother who is kind of a Southern belle, yep. but she's she even though she's all dressed up, you know, when they like you can't uh, make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. That's sort of the way <laughs> she is because she's very even though she's very well made up and everything, uh, she's still very white trashy yep. in her attitudes. Oh yeah, she drinks and. Uh, she she acts Diane Ladd acts this scene uh, this this character with some fucking purpose like she gulps this martini at the beginning and I mean she is like I mean she's nuts she's like rubs lipstick on her face and shit and like yeah yeah and and when she's like uh, you wanna fuck Lula's mama because Lula's mama wants to fuck here's, here's you some, you know there's some more Nicholas <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it, I, 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 the Cage uh, is all in with his quirky acting in this. I think Lynch probably just said, "Dude, fucking cut loose." Dude, show your teeth and go from yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now there are several times in this movie where it um, it just was. I don't know if I want to say shocking, but uh, it just how much he looks like Tim Carey. Like when he's fighting oh, yeah. and his hair's hanging down, he's he just in his face and everything, a young Tim Carey. And Tim Carey was nuts too. So maybe instead of a Coppola getting in there in that pussy, maybe it was Tim Carey. Um in a in a Coppola cooch. I don't know. Cause you know whatever. <laughs> uh let's see. There's a lot of there oh god, there's just tons of symbolism in this shit. Uh the fire thing. Even from the very beginning with the titles, with this just this inferno of fire. Uh anytime somebody lights up a cigarette, anytime somebody light strikes a match, uh car on fire, windows on fire, someone on fire, 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 fire. Yeah. Lula when she's having an orgasm. You know, or they're fucking. The screen goes red. That the the fire of passion in her nymphomaniac, retarded cunt. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, they have a lot of uh, funny sayings in this that I remember. My sister and I, and even uh, this girl that I work with, watched at one time, and we laughed about Sailor calling her Peanut all the time. Peanut. Some of the things that comes out of your mouth, you know, he just says stupid <laughs> shit all the time, and he's just like, Jesus. He started smoking at four. He didn't have much in the way of parental guidance. That was awesome. Siler, uh, how old were you when you started smoking? Four. I had a boner with a capital O. <laughs> capital O. <laughs> that chick. Okay, I looked her up. So when yeah. he's telling that story... Her name was Charlie something. I could not find any fucking good naked pictures of her. I didn't <laughs> find her in the list, like the cast. No. Um, oh, Charlie Spradling. So if anybody has naked photos of Charlie Spradling, please share them. I wonder if she's related to that GD Spradling that always played the coaches and stuff. Anyway, it's like North Dallas 40 shit. Whatever. Anyway, okay. Um, Lula had an Uncle Pooh. <laughs> Pooch, Uncle Pooch, and Uncle Pooch. Um, apparently, um, he really liked Lula, and um, I don't know if he fucked her mouth 
<laughs> but when he was done, her lip, her mouth was all bloody. And maybe, she was, he, maybe he just like punched her or slapped her or something. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> they, we're all right with that here, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but they, they always have these like weird, weird things like her tell like telling stories like they'll be like sailor you know yeah uncle uncle pooch you know he really wasn't my uncle and then and he fucked me when i was 13 and it's like jesus christ i mean it's just they just say this shit matter of fact she was talking about the first time she had sex and he's like i thought i thought your uncle raped you when you were 13 i'm like god this movie it's it's that's gonna that kind of thing i think turned a lot of people off but it also if if you see through it, it's absurdist. A lot of yeah, it is, and it's done that in a different uh, world. Yeah, and it's so everything is like this. I mean, when he gets in a fight with the dude with the switchblade, he doesn't just like slam the dude's head and escape. He fucking slams it like eighteen times into the railing, and then crushes the back of his head, and then you see his brain hanging out. Yeah, you know, because you have, I saw it too. You know, the guy's like comes over and and he you know takes a switchblade. Sailor just pretty much had him disabled in like two seconds, but then he just fucking he he is like uh, I don't know, you know, and and to, and and him doing that, it's like here's Lula standing there, and I swear to God, it's like her fucking pussy's getting wet. Because she, he's so fucking macho, and he's defending her honor and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of stuff like that. Her pussy gets wet with everything. I mean, anything. Um, let's see. Oh, found one. Found some titties. From a movie called uh, Werewolf Der Kuss Der Beastie. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the hell that is original title meridian some a full moon it's a full moon werewolf movie and there's a picture of her titties all right anyway she was hot yeah she was Fucking take a bite of peach yes please <laughs> yeah. I, when i watched that movie when it first came out and i watched it when i was there when she was walking up the steps and he like put his hand her his i put my hand between her legs oh my uh, God. yeah it's definitely boner inducing she, oh my God, like, I can't, like, this, there's no doubt that this movie, it's, I think I read somewhere that if somehow this wasn't rated X, I'm pretty sure this would be an NC-17 now, just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's some, a lot, there's some graphic violence, there's nudity, I mean, and like the cupping, like him cupping like the, in between her, her ass and cooch, I mean, that alone is enough to get an R. Enough to get a boner. <laughs> yeah, God, she was hot. Um, there's another one. There's some more titties. Good. I just didn't look long enough. <laughs> like, there's one scene where Cage is just like laying on the bed, and he's got a radio. He's got his feet up on the wall with a radio on his feet. His feet, his ha- legs and feet are straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Lula. She's in the bathroom. She shows her little perky titties, which they look, look pretty good, you yeah. know. And he takes the cord of the radio and makes a loop. And like puts his nose through the loop and like looks over at her and starts talking with this loop around his nose, which for no, I mean, talk about method. I seriously doubt if uh, David Lynch was like, okay, now, like Henry Hathaway telling Dennis Hopper, pick the cup up and set it down there. Pick it up, set it down there. Okay, take the loop or take the cord, make a loop and put it on your nose. It's just weird shit. Um, let's see. There's a guy in this. Uh, now, Marietta, 
which is Diane Ladd, Lula's mama. Um, she has her cuckold uh, sort of boyfriend, Harry Dean Stanton, mm-hmm. and man, he's just he's he's just weak. Yeah. He's like a weak puss. He has such but, big earlobes. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, no, he was really good in this, unlike that one shitty movie that I fucking hated him in. Uh, <laughs> now, oh, you mean your you mean Paris, Texas? <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Now she has this other dude, Marcelo Santos. Santos. Mm-hmm. And man, was he fucking sleazy. Yes. That guy, he reminds me of the dude that played Belker in Hill Street Blues. Now I don't know <laughs> if it's if that's him or not. It might be. I don't know. But goddamn, that guy, he he really does seem like a really scummy uh maybe it is fucking belker <laughs> no he's, he's eddie dane from miller's crossing he was he was in uh in my pd blue he was in hill street blue oh he's only it's, in one episode of hill street blues though. Oh, okay That's but fun. i mean he, he that, that fucker he is um like i said he just is very uh if you see uh, Miller's Crossing. I guess he plays Eddie Eddie the Dane or Eddie mm-hmm, Dane in mm-hmm. that. And he was also in Patriot Games, and he had a big beard in that. He was uh, he he was the bureaucrat guy at the CIA that thought that uh, Jack Ryan was trying to take his job. Uh, but anyway, he's very good, and he's he's menacing. Man, he's creepy. Uh, blah blah blah. I couldn't believe that after all these years, I didn't realize that that was the Dane. Uh, Jesus, Dane. Um, <laughs> Johnny, which is Harry Dean Stanton. Johnny is such a great detective. They say he could find an honest man in Washington. <laughs> and Lula says that, and Sailor's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, literally, he takes it literally. Like, man, that's that's good, you know, or something. Um, Cage is channeling Elvis throughout the entire movie. The way he oh. talks. This is a snakeskin jacket. It's a symbol of my f- personal freedom and individuality. Uh, the snakeskin jacket's pretty cool, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, <laughs> it did, it, you know. It's, it's, uh, um, hey, my snakeskin jacket. Thanks, baby. Baby. Thanks, baby. Did I ever tell you that this here jacket represents a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom? <laughs> About five thousand times. Um, now. Cage, it's it's a treat to watch him dance because his dance dancing is generally uh, karate moves and kicks. <laughs> and you know, I used to see people now. You know, later on, uh, for I guess it would be your generation, they changed the name of it to Mosh Pits. Yes, but you know, slam dancing was way before that. But I'd see these guys go out there, and all they would do is just like throw karate kicks in the air. And if you were there, hit you in the face and everything. I was like, "That's not dancing. That's what's that's called fighting." Um, yep, yep. Anyway, I got I got hit in the head once in a in a pit. A dude was doing this fucking like helicopter like move with his hands and fucking mm-hmm. just came down with a fist right on top of my head. It wasn't on purpose. I would not be able to do that because I'm telling you what, somebody get the goddamn shit beat out of him. Well, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> it's retarded. He didn't do it on purpose. And, I don't and give a f- if I've you're never standing been... a group of people swinging your arms as, as hard as you can. <laughs> okay, first of all, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand. Well, what, when, when you go dance, 
I would be out with a chick and I'd be out there dancing and we'd be like grinding on each other and, and it would be like you would want to fuck. <laughs> it wouldn't be like let, I never I couldn't understand that generation. It's like Woodstock in the sixties was, you know, let's go peace, love, smoke dope, and t- drop acid and watch these bands. And then that generation's Woodstock is let's burn everything to the ground and rape a bunch of people. Yeah, it, and it Your generation was, sucks, man. It was an it was an it was angry white boy syndrome. I mean, and it was just it a was way angry to white get boy out. Syndrome. What yeah. did the white boys have to be angry about? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing exactly. at all. And I, you know, it's dumb now, but you know that's what I was back was in you know there. late high school, first year of college or so. That was what that was it, man. And then I, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, I guess I don't know. I I I, I just don't, I whatever. Uh, but watching him dance and then even just they're just driving down the road and they hear a song on the radio they like and I thought I used to think that was so funny when she's like you get something on that radio Rod (laughs) he finds this fucking song and they just stop and he does like a fucking uh, handspring handstand out of the car that was awesome when he did he did the like like, somersault handstand thing he's like picking dirt up and doing these karate kicks which that's like his dancing that was the move Uh, I had a roommate once that did that move over the back of a couch except that when he hit the peak of the handstand he farted it was awesome (laughs) now that's fun his legs were bent and when he hit the peak of the handstand (laughs) he straightened out his legs and farted and then fell back over onto the couch <laughs> That's so much gold humor. Right it was there. amazing. Let's see. There's there's so much smoking going on in this movie. I think if Sa- if the Sam Uri was watching this, he would be very tempted. His hands His lips would be would shaking. Probably, yeah, yeah. He starts salivating. Like <laughs> pick up a pencil or a carrot. Or will too. Will too. Will yeah. recovering smoker too. That'd Fuck. be weird. For some reason, I can see Sammy smoking. For some reason, Will would look weird with a cigarette in his mouth. I don't know. Well, I just picture Will more with like a. Something else. <laughs> a white pill dissolving on his tongue. <laughs> With his fucking big African fucking leather amulet hanging from his neck. He's wearing like a dashiki. I saw a picture of him he posted where he was young. Gave the burn fucking suit. No. You may ask yourself, why is the suit so big? Oh, that. <laughs> Six foot wide shoulder pads. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that was a big ass suit, Will. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we're introduced to a character called Mr. Reindeer. And when we're introduced (laughs) to him, he's in a tuxedo sitting on the toilet, or as we call in our common parlance, sitting on the pot. in a really nice place. He's got his tuxedo pants down like around his ankles and he's I guess he's taking a shit. He's ta- he's definitely taking a shit. And this <laughs> little Filipino girl in like trashy lingerie is just dancing listlessly while he talks on the phone. Mm-hmm. But the reason I say it's he's definitely taking a shit is cuz later on when Mr. Reindeer is he's he's sitting in a chair and there's two girls. He must have like these young prostitutes uh that like see to his every whim they're standing right on either side of his chair which is almost like a a, a throne and um one of them has a a, a, a sterling silver tray with a like a glass of water or something and a bottle of pepto so apparently <laughs> mr reindeer had the shits he had some spicy fish earlier Mr. Zalm. um now um this all kind of goes together because lula or not lula Marietta, um, 
Diane, is Diane sort of Lydia. in. She was in with these nefarious New Orleans. Aren't they from New Orleans? Or maybe Mr. Reindeer's just from New Orleans. Yeah, they're from they're from North Carolina. Santos is from North Carolina too, I guess. Or the, but the, they have somewhere near the border of North and South Carolina is where the movie starts, and they're driving across, and they kind of. Well, they they have the the road bump the bump the, the the speed bump in New Orleans, then they have the speed bump in the final speed bump in Texas. So. Yeah, and Sailor is a convicted manslaughterer. Right. And, you know, don't exaggerate, baby. Not murder. Uh, convicted <laughs> manslaughterer. Um, but so this movie kind of breaks a lot of conventions because they have some strange ass fucking hitmen and people like that. Just strange ass people. Yeah. I don't I, like. I, I think Lynch just throws things in just to fucking. I think he make gets stuck things. on something. Like he's like, oh, this would be a great scene, and they kind of just really focuses on it. He gets. He it's gets so weird uh, and uneasy. He puts things in that just make you uneasy, like the duck, uh, be- helium balloon duck voice guy or whatever. Yeah, or, or like I was saying with Grace Zabriskie yeah. doing the like, like right in the camera. The guy in the fucking bar that just is like. Yeah, that voice, <laughs> I don't you know. know. It's just their point. I don't know, and and Isabella Rossellini's character confused me too. Um, yeah. Now or is she is she hot? Yeah, I want to fuck. I always want to fuck her. I don't. Her thick eyebrows have always bothered me. I can't. I've never been able to decide. And well, they, you know what made me really think she was hot? Okay, the um, I think the movie was called "I Love You to Death" with Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, and like Bette Midler, mm-hmm. and. The two women are dead. Like Bruce Willis or somebody shoots one of them through the stomach, and she's like, you can't kill them. So she just has this giant hole in her stomach. Well, Isabella Rossellini is the like witch that put the spell on them, so they're like that. And in this one part, she walks into or out of this pool of water, and they show her from behind, and you're like, Jesus Christ, look at that ass, man. That's fucking perfect but guess what it wasn't isabella rossellini's ass it was the girl from jag oh oh uh, uh Catherine bell yes that oh, was like God. the first thing she was in and she you was know, a body double that's funny i'm looking at these pictures of her and like i don't see any with heavy eyebrows i don't know why i associated her with having yeah, I, so. I mean she has dark eyebrows man she I looks did, like I she looks like my fucking aunt nancy did, now yeah. what <laughs> she looks like my aunt nancy now that is not attractive Maybe that's what it is um I didn't find her attractive in Blue Velvet, but there's some movies that I really think she's attractive. And I like uh, Ingrid Bergman, and that's her mommy. Mm-hmm. That's her mama. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was young, she was really hot. Um, crazy gimp leg assassin. Yeah, she was crazy. That's the one you were talking about. Uh, and and um, what about her? Would you fuck her? No, uh, <laughs> she's leg. never been attractive. She reminds me... The girl, I, this this girl I dated in high school, like her mom looks exactly like nice. her. Nice, yeah. Man, she was nuts, and that shit about we going buffalo hunting. You know, it's like what the fuck are they talking about buffalo hunting? You know, I still don't know what they were talking about. I guess men, you know, they're gonna kill somebody. But yeah. uh, she's like, come on, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> black guy. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, I'm telling you what. Well, there were si- okay, so they were sisters. Now, now Isabella Rossellini plays Perdita Durango. Now, 
and that, that's the character's name. Now, that character appeared in the movie called Perdita Durango, directed by um, oh, Alex something. What's that guy's name? Alex de la Iglesia. Um, Rosie Perez played a character called that, too, and she's played her a couple times. And I wonder if it's the same. I wonder if it's tied together it's at all. It's supposed to be the same character. I think I saw that. I, I don't know. I didn't realize that her and uh, uh, Zabriskie and Rosalini were supposed to be sisters. Though. Yeah. Juana, Juana and Perdita Durango. Yeah. Um, a, 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 pole, a pole and a, and an Italian playing two Mexicans. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Boner with capital O. Oh, oh uh, uh, fucking sailor. Um, this is another thing that we had that is in common with the Loveless. Uh, Sailor uh, comes in the back door action, mm-hmm. and he puts a Zom move on because he, while he's doing that, he puts the half Nelson on the on uh, Lula, <laughs> which you know sometimes you do that if they don't like to have their hair pulled or something. Uh, let's see. This dude at work was showing us how to get out of a full Nelson. Like he's like, you just got to go limp, and you kind of like he like you put your hand straight up over yeah, your head. Yeah, it was amazing. He could, nobody it. could get it on him. He would just bloop, slip out. Well, every time. What the whole point of it is? They're, they're pushing down on the back of your neck, and your arms. Usually, people try and get out of it. They try and push their arms down to try and break the mm-hmm. the, the finger hold on the back. You just put. I learned that a long time ago. Put your arms straight up over your head and just drop. Because there's, they're pushing down, so they just push. You just, you just go right out of it. There's lots of shit like that. I'll teach you one of these things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, buffalo hunting. Uh, oh, just Harry Dean Stanton. What a fucking. Uh, uh, can you imagine what's going through his mind when he's tied to that chair? <laughs> and the little dude that was warriors come out and play was with uh, the black guy and. Uh, uh, Zabriskie. What is that guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, fucking. Oh, uh, oh, I'm having some pains. Um, anyway, Crispin Glover's, um, he's just kind of a story yeah. that Lula tells. And that's just, that's, it's just another thing that Lynch, I think, just put in there <laughs> yeah. just to make things weird and make you uneasy, keep that uneasy feel, which it does, because he's fucking weird, man. Woo. Hey, he's weird. Um, now, I don't care how sick you are. If you vomit on the floor, clean your shit up. Clean the goddamn vomit up. And they didn't. They never did clean it up. I mean, after days. <laughs> and Bobby Peru was even like, "I man, vomit." It's like puking here. What's and I like the thing I like though is because I've done this so many times where um, Cage walks in the room and he's like, like oblivious, and she's laying on the bed. And he goes and sits on the chair, and then and then he he like puts his foot up and smells the bottom of his cowboy boot or looks to see if he has dog shit on the bottom of his <laughs> shoe. And he's like, what's that smell? And she's like, I barfed. And she just threw up on the fucking carpet and just left it there. <laughs> Stupid. Um, one time, I went to work and I'm sitting there, you know, and fucking smell something. And I'm like, their trash can was right behind me. I'm like, God damn, man. <laughs> they fucking need to take that trash out. Fuck. And I and so then I take the trash and I fucking uh take the trash bag, tie it off and take the trash or put a new trash bag in there. Sit back down. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can still smell that. I had dog shit all over the bottom of my shoe <laughs> and I didn't know it. And <laughs> that was funny. And then I know I know a girl who did the same thing and 
a, a guy who years before did the same thing. He was walking around and goes, man, something fucking stinks. He came up to me like in the hallway and he's like, God damn it. He goes, I don't know what it is. He goes, something stinks around here. <laughs> and then like probably an hour later, he comes walking over laughing with this big smile on his face. And I'm like, what's on? He goes, remember when I was saying something stinks? And he goes, yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, I had dog shit all over the ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, we are introduced to the character of Bobby Peru. Ugh. And like like the country. <laughs> now talk about sleazy. Yes. Okay. Now they they um we already said Willem Dafoe has big teeth. Now the amount of fake gum they had to put oh, over his there's... teeth is insanely big. Yeah. You know that, that's the thing that yeah. Poor, it was, and it wasn't just the fact that he had huge gums. Ugh, he just God. had nubs for teeth, just these little Ugh. Andre the Giant teeth. <laughs> and he was very, um, very slimy. He was a, uh, I, I, I imagine, I, I, what was, was he the porn producer or was he? I think so. A porn actor that was fucking those big fat women. God, I hope he was the actor. Because, you know, there was two guys that walked, they said they were like, they had to stop at the shitty motel because they ran out of money or something. And they were talking to the locals, just sitting outside, smoking cigarettes and stuff. And the guy said, yeah, they're making a dirty movie over there, Texas style. Well, they said Texas style. Here comes these three great big fat women, <laughs> half nude. But then two guys walked by that were kind of shady looking in suits. So I think maybe they were, maybe they were finance or something. But Bobby Peru, if Bobby Peru had a big dick – and he mm-hmm. like was like you know like a bunny jumping all in the hole and doesn't come up for air and all that shit. I don't know, but Lula is such a fucking info and such uh, that that even though Bobby when Bobby Peru kind of uh, even when he's sitting at the table and he says something to her, she kind of I don't know. It's just, it's just like. She's sort of turned on by him a little bit. Where mm-hmm. I mean, how the fuck could you be turned on by this Ugh, guy? He's disgusting. He's so gross; it's unbelievable. And then, but then when he <laughs> when he does the bunny in the hole scene, I thought I always thought that was so funny because he's like, "Hey, fuck me," <sighs> and he just keeps saying that, "Hey, fuck me," "Hey, fuck me," and then finally she she does. They always focus on her hand. Like when she's getting really turned on, like she's gonna come, and she she like spreads her fingers out as far as she can, like she's like, uh. And then when she finally, after he says that like fifty times, and she goes, "Fuck me," he goes, "Maybe some other time, but I gotta go." Right, <laughs> asshole, <laughs> fucking asshole. But it was great because uh, it would be great to have somebody like her around. Um, <laughs> let's see, I dated a girl like that. Oh, I mean, I swear to God, all you had to do was just freaking. Touch her boobs, and next thing you know, you'd be like, "Hey, we're going to church, okay?" You know, and like just start touching her boobs. And next thing you know, you'd be doing her fucking in the ass, <laughs> <laughs> and then go to church right after that. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Say, I would never go to church. I'm not going to say who else either, but her initials were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I came so close to posting a picture of that bitch that fucking did the Red Wings thing on me. Ugh. Fucking cunt. Anyway, uh, Bobby Prue. Uh, oh, the do- a dog. I have the note that says dog hand. Um, <laughs> I won't say anything about that. And um, I think it's funny. This was a, a gentleman's guide to midnight cinema observation from from different movies. The multicultural street gang. 
Oh yeah, faggots one. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Anyway, there's so this is a movie. It's 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 pretty long. Yeah, it's uh, almost two hours. Yeah, it's got so many um, memorable scenes, memorable yeah. lines, memorable characters. That and, and now this time I will say this: when I was watching it. Um, there was a few times where I was like, Jesus Christ, man, this thing just seems like it's just going on and on and on. But as soon as I would think that, something would come up and I'd be like, oh, okay, here comes this part. This is funny. Or this is, you know. So anyway, um, what do you have to add, Master Loaf? <laughs> Not a whole lot. The, 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 the movie is, um, it, it's, a, it's, it's a very loose Wizard of Oz of sorts. Um, Wizard of Oz a lot. There's a, there, there's a I mean, the, story, the plot, plot wise, it's kind of loose. There's a lot of Wizard of Oz imagery, and I don't know if maybe he had just like seen it recently when he started to make it. <laughs> he just decided like that it would be like kind of cool to have all that shit in there. But um, I always liked Cheryl Lynn Fenn. I always thought she was so pretty. Yeah. yeah. She always, she kind of has that, uh, the very young. Elizabeth Taylor look with the real dark hair and the car scene, the the wrecked car scene that just fuck it for some reason it 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 always just really um, I don't know what to say it touches my heart or something <laughs> when you're sitting there my friend and I were in New York and we were sitting at a gas station pumping gas mm-hmm. to in the middle like probably three in the morning and a car fucking just goes speeding I think it was like a I don't know, uh, some kind of sports car, uh, like a Toyota something. I can't remember. But it just went speeding through a stop sign at the intersection. We were right there at the intersection at this gas station, and this pickup truck fucking just plowed it. And that fucking thing, I'd never have seen in real life a car, you know, as big as a car is. It was probably 15 feet in the air and just spun uh, from front to back, like a like a fucking frisbee, yeah, and then landed, and and we just heard this somebody just scream and scream and scream, and and my friend Jim goes, "What do you think we ought to do?" And and uh, we started to walk over to to where that you paid for your gas, and said, you know, call an ambulance, and the guy said, "I already called somebody," and then by the time we went back over. Uh, or, or went back to where our car was. There was all these people going over, and he goes, "Do you think we ought to go over there?" And I was like, "Fuck no! Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> so I do not want to see somebody dead or see somebody dying. Yeah. And the way that they handled that scene, um, I just for some reason it just really gets to me. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and I don't know. It just really, it just ugh. Um, the um, the. You know this movie is it's it's complete excess. It's you know it's the the tone is over the top, the acting is over the top, and that's the kind of the point. It's like it's like everything we talked about in the Loveless. If you take that and just you know turn turn the knob up to eleven, as the saying yeah. goes, um, that's what this is. I mean, there's nothing that's not absurd in this film, and and just like the Loveless, where if the the pacing might get you, the you know. If this particular and this is a, I mean, I I guess this this is a comedy. It's so ridiculous. That it's, <laughs> it's, it's a comedy, but it's so weird. Yeah, and sleazy and so mean and gross. Yeah, it's oh got dark comedy. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. yeah, very 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 dark. Um, there's not out loud shit in it. That's lol. <laughs> but it's uh it's it's an experimental feeling film. It's uh you know it's. Mama said he likes skinny women with breasts that stood up and said hello. Yeah, 
<laughs> that line right there. <laughs> I just saw that line in my notes. But the um, thing about that line is, she just fucked Sailor. And he fucks the shit out of her. He's the best fuck she's ever had. She, he hits right every time. Blah, 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 blah. And she goes, you remind me of my daddy. <laughs> Yeah, Mama yeah. said that he loved, you know, and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> well, I don't have a whole lot to add. We've we've gone on quite a while on it, so uh, we can get to our ratings here. Oh, my gosh. This one's hard to rate. Um, I don't know why. No, because like I said, I've seen it so many times. Um, Lynch is weird. Yes. Um, literally and Figuratively, I was going to say weird to rate because his movies always kind of leave me uh, kind of sometimes sometimes confused and sometimes uh, really creeped out. This is probably one of his more accessible movies. Yeah, it's not like something where you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, it's pretty much laid out. It's not. Uh, yeah. It's not like Mulholland. Drive and some Lost Highway or whatever. You know? Yeah, where you're kind of like, what the fuck's going on here? Um, 8.5. 8.5. I could have 7.5. Um, I like this a lot. I've not seen it as much as you, but for me, the reason I give it a 7.5 is um, it it feels long for me, and that's that's usually going to be a, a f- the, the first thing I notice with movies. I, I've, I've seemed to, you know, when the movies wear their welcome, that's one thing I notice early on, and the middle of it kind of goes on for me. Like there's some parts I think could have been cut and it would have been fine. I I never, I never felt the length. I don't. Okay. I don't ever remember thinking anything about the length when I saw it before or, or, or thinking it was too long or being bored at certain parts where this time I did. And I, well, and I did the, the, the other times that I've seen it too. And like, I, I didn't see it until I was, I I saw uh, Blue Velvet before this, and I and it was all as of when I was an adult. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, but it's still really good. I mean, I you know this is this is one to own as well. So, oh my fucking beard itches. I got to shave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a break and uh, come back and do a little feed sack. I think we got some uh, Eye of the Tiger entries this week. Yeah, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, I must. Is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenser.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who would keep a secret.
That was Alan's choice of music for the week. Uh, time for some feed sack, motherfucker. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, it's time for food sack. All right, let's turn this shit down and get to this other shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Everywhere is shit. Everywhere is shit. All right, first feed sack. Wait a minute, this chick looks like somebody I've seen on porn. Hey, Cinnamon Gold, <laughs> this is a business to know. Now, I got a few things that I need to talk about. It's been a lot of shit. Like I said, about Sly on the fucking Cinnamon Gold podcast recently. Now, first of all, fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, you called it last week for you talking a little shit about me. But to be honest, I can fucking understand a single word you said. You must have been fucking been drinking a lot of beer or just being fucking spinning around fucking, you know, just being a fucking gentle freak of nature <laughs> like you are. Like, I don't give a shit fucking what you say. You know, I was working out with fucking Dolph for a fucking while back and I said, Dolph, you fucking go and make a movie with Stone Cold. You know, if you ever fucking talk shit about me, I can fucking lay out the facts that this <laughs> fucking when Dolph fucking starred in Expendables 2, that starred me, Sylvester Stallone, my fucking movie. It made billions of dollars and fucking Dolph made a fucking shitload of money. And uh, when Dolph fucking... Appeared in a movie with Stone Cold. No one fucking cared. No one gave a shit. Cause Stone Cold is a fucking <laughs> turd. He's a big fucking turd, man. Fucking this shit fucking film. Is fucking the only good thing about that fucking movie is gonna be Dolph. I'm not gonna bother watching it because it ain't got me in. I fucking watched my Expendables movie and uh, Bullet in the Head, which is fucking. Out now, go and fucking watch this. Got me in. <laughs> and that leads me on to my next fucking point. You know, Dr. Zom, fucking sister, every week, oh, it's fucking, <laughs> look at Sly, look how fucking stupid he looks. Now, fucking, I don't know about you, but I'm a 66 year old man. I look fucking great. You know, just because my natural hair color is all fucking jet black. And, you know, I fucking, I got myself some fucking tattoos the other day, you know. <laughs> He's fucking going, oh, look at Sly's tattoos. What a pussy. You know, <laughs> you know what? My tattoos are my fucking wife's face, you know. <laughs> fucking my wife, man. They've got flowers on because she's a woman. Fucking, you know, I got a wife. I fucking... Fucking jerked all over her multiple times, you know. <laughs> fucking, so I'm gonna put her face on my arm so I can just jerk off looking at my arm. What's wrong with that? It's like my wife's face and my big fucking muscle when I jerk off. It's fucking, it's the best, man. <laughs> it's oh, the best. Get me all worked up here. Yeah, and you know, fucking talking about fucking how my face is all fucking big. What the fuck, man? You. <laughs> You've seen Sly's face. Sly looks like he did when he was fucking a young man. <laughs> fucking, you fucking 
just fucking don't know where to get out, man. <laughs> fucking, I thought you liked Sly. I call in every week. I made the effort. You fucking, you just fucking don't appreciate me, man. I fucking, I don't know. I, I try. But you, it's like, you fucking... <laughs> It's just jealous of my success, you know. Go, you go on and on about how shit my Judge Dredd movie is, when really it's fucking better than this sequel they made. You know, fucking, I'm sly. Ah, oh, my I'm fucking, blur. my Mr. face is big, my dick is big, you know. <laughs> Fucking, so some fucking sort that shit out, you know, just because I got natural hair, I got big, muscly arms and fucking tattoos that young men kind of have. Just because I'm 66-year-old, man, it's fucking, it don't matter. So, yeah, that's fucking it. Um, oh, yeah, fucking my, uh, my Sly of the Tiger entry. Yeah, I'll be doing that in a second. I'll fucking, I'll fucking... Rip that one, you one. You gotta fucking love it. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Be re- be prepared. It's Sly the Tiger. Fucking yeah. That's coming Ugh. up. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's the wrong kind of uh. All right, Sly the Tiger. Hey, this is my very karaoke. Sly of the Tiger. <laughs> yes.
Omeyun, jerking my dick. It is big and I'm horny. Watching porn till the jism shoots out all over the face of our fucking chick. Because I'm the first of the kids to know my movies make billions of dollars. My movies are the fucking greatest of time in them. I've got huge fucking muscles. And a big dick. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking big dick, man. Fucking yeah. Fucking working out. Yeah. A big fucking dick. Yeah. Fucking work out. Fucking. Down out straight, man. Fucking me and Dolphin Dave. Fucking big fucking muscle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking. Fucking yeah, man. Fucking. Big fucking mother, yeah, fuck, whoa, fucking yeah, man. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, when he said underpants <laughs> and he was watching porn, I had tears in my eyes. Uh, okay. Oh, it's good old days. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's another. Uh. Here's another Eye of the Tiger. This one is uh, called Eye of the Cinemasochist. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ooh, production value. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I can already tell this one. It feels so much more enthusiastic than his other, his his uh, other entry. Uh-huh. Can you feel the baby's coming? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. Mm. Getting hot. <laughs> Sweaty. Very hot. Get your assholes tied, baby. Whoa. It's not for a man to take the stand. Damn. Rising up, back on the streets. I took my time, I took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. (laughs) So many times, it happens too fast. Not really, ladies. You can change your passion for glory. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You just must fight, just keep them alive. I <laughs> see, eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rival. IGGTMC, and the last note survival <laughs> sucks his prey in the night. And he's watching up hit it, hit it, with hit it. the eye of the tiger. <laughs> Face to face, out in the heat, hanging tough, staying hungry. Hungry. Stack the odds till we take to the street. 
for the kill with the skill to survive, which kind of makes Bigger Rocket 5 that sucks. It's me, I am the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of arrival. I just shoot the end the last no survivor, sucks to spray in the night, and he's watching us go with the eye of the tiger. Oh yeah. Woo! Break it down. Yeah. Ooh, I feel it. Rise it up, straight to the top. I had the guts and I got the glory. Went the distance, now I'm not gonna stop. Just a man and his will to survive. That's the keyword for box office. That's just the eye of the tiger. Oh, I missed the joke. That's the thrill of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our idols. What's up, GGTMC? And the last <laughs> no survivor starts to spray in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye <laughs> of the tiger. Damn! Ooh! Uh, not no Justin Liger! No no Rob Schneider! Not no Dylan Ryder! But the eye of the tiger! That's what we talking about, baby! That's how you win! Not no brown eye! A focused eye! The eye of the tiger! It keeps you mentally stable! It keeps you tight! Sterile! It's the eye of the tiger! And we're here at the Silver and Gold. We represent the Eye of the Tiger. I'm the Cinemasochist. And that's my karaoke contest entry. <laughs> no crickets this time. Jesus, man. That fucking, he, he, he fucking hit the notes. Hit the he, high notes. He was going for it. I'm going to try. I'm curious if I can find. I'm going to play one of, uh, one of, uh, Manchester Paul's entries. I wonder if I could get that to play. So we'll we'll, we'll give him a now. Granted, he did the video entry, so you got to see yeah. that because it's amazing to see. But that's only on the Facebook group. So, but since we're getting some entries here, let me see if I can. Man, scrolling past that Charlie Spaulding. Mm-mm-mm. Take a bite of peach. Um, here we go. Here's here's one. This is part two now, but they, they sound about the same. So we're gonna we're gonna play his. Let me see if this plays. Now this is filmed on a camcorder, and he's wearing an Italian stallion robe. So <laughs> yeah, it plays nice. Oh, that's loud. Sorry. I love this fucking video. <laughs> uh oh, the stream caught up. Just <laughs> cross. Oh, nothing but professionalism here. Let's hope it keeps up. If not, I'm gonna figure out how to download this and do it later. Ah, fuck it. Not gonna work. All right, Paul, we'll get you next week. Um, all right. Let's do. We got a couple more here. All right. This is just a voicemail, I think. Silver and gold. I do not have a rendition of the karaoke right now, but I, I do have a joke. 
that uh, will hopefully put all the other Terrio gears to shame. So, uh, so what is where did where does Sylvester Stallone where where where, where <laughs> is Sylvester yeah. Stallone's favorite Asian restaurant when he goes to visit Clint Eastwood while they're mountain climbing? The tie of the Eiger. There you go. You know, and just in case you didn't think that was funny, I did practice tantric comedy. So you may not be laughing now, but in a couple of days, you'll just start pissing yourself laughing. <laughs> tantric and comedy. For All right, well, see you at Carnegie Hall. Drive. <laughs> well, tie of the Eiger. Yeah. Oh, like the Iger or whatever. Yeah, I know. I got it the first time. Next. (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure uh, if this is uh, Statham or Bernie Sticky. Silver and gold. It's Bernie Sticky. There you go. And I got a little something for you. Yeah. Go something like this. <laughs> Rising up back on the streets. Took my time, took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive So many times it happens too fast You change your passion for glory (laughs) Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past You must fight just to keep them alive It's the eye of the tiger It's the thrill of the fight Rising up to the challenge of our rival And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger Yeah I'm scratching my dog's butt to the song Face to face, out in the heat Hanging tough, staying hungry They stack the odds till we take to the street For the kill with the skill to survive (laughs) It's the eye of the tiger, it's a thrill of the fight Rising up to the challenge (laughs) of our rival And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger Rising up Straight to the top Had the guts Got the glory Went the distance Now I'm not gonna stop Just a man And his will to survive It's the Eye of the tiger It's a thrill of the fight Rising up to the challenge of our rival 
And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger Of the tiger 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 I'd like to dedicate this The Eye of the Tiger <laughs> To Zom To Loaf The Eye of the Tiger Yeah And my own personal saviour Mr Sylvester Stallone <laughs> The Eye of the Tiger From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to apologise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> these are some. These are, they, they're, we're raising the bar. I don't get it. What, James? Uh, uh, so bad, James. Just you know, when he brought it the first time, and uh, I think uh, these guys are bringing it this time. Everybody, uh-huh. Everybody's uh-huh. giving some, giving us some quality entries. Everybody bringing their own style to it, Daddy. What do you want, dog? Um, so yeah, that's the big show. Who says that? Sounds familiar. Um, well, big show. uh, so next week we're doing a little, uh, uh, what is that guy's name? Damn it. Uh, the Hickman. Hickman. Yes. The Hickman. We're go- we'll make it a magnificent bastard. Fuck it. It's our show. We'll do what we want. Fuck it. Uh, magnificent bastard Bill Hickman next week. Um, we are going to do a couple films chosen by the the lovely Davy Mack from uh, <laughs> from uh, from the great state of Texas that I've only landed in to fly to California. Yeah. And <laughs> I went to Costa Rica once too. And um, another by uh, Ken. Uh, they chose a couple films for us with. Um, acting and some crazy driving by Bill Hickman. Uh, we're gonna do 1973's The Seven Ups. Yeah, it's on instant play along. And we're gonna do 1972's Hickey, uh. <laughs> Burpee, Hickey, and Boggs. Um, written by Walter Hill, starring Bill Cosby and Robert Culp. And the seven ups next week. So you can always send us feedback or karaoke entries to uh 206-339. What is the rest of our seven six two zero six three three nine? Fuck, I just forgot it. I've never forgotten it. Maybe I have. What the hell is it for real? Two zero six. Yeah. Three three nine. Sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred? Not sixteen oh one. I was, wanting to well. say, I was wanting to say 1700 for some reason. Or yeah. silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, 206-339-1600. Sorry, I fucked that up. <laughs> and um, join, hey, our, silver gold. join our... Hey, silver and gold. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash silver and gold. And find us on iTunes and silverandgold.com. Um, so yes... Ooh, for West Wing fans, there's some saggy titties. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's about it. Billy boy. Um, Zong. Yay. Do you have anything else to add this week? 
I never have anything to add. Nothing uh, at all. Even from the start. <laughs> I've got to go to bed. I've got to fucking work in the morning. Divider. Oh, listen, let's just end this shit. Um, <laughs> until next week, <laughs> this is Loaf. Poot. Song. Poot. A poot poot. A poot poot poot. A poot poot poot.